Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name is Jimmy Good, and I'm your host. And joining me once again, the incredibly special guest, my friend, Jason, a.k.a. The Jaystrom from Entertainment Landfill. Jason, how you doing, buddy? Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> Hello there. It, it is I, Tarnished Jaystrom. <laughs> the Tarnished. We played Elden Ring once together so far. Like, and I don't know <laughs> if it's going to happen again. Uh, not you that it was bad. You know what's funny about that, that we played that together? I totally botched all of my volcano manor uh quests because we fought rykard and i didn't do any of the quests oh, first <laughs> my bad sorry about that not my intention not hey my intention. new game plus new, yeah man if you if you've got the patience for it uh go for it i i just like i want to beat that game at this point i've just been kind of like i've been waiting to like do it with my friends because i was playing with joe for so long and now i'm just kind of like I just want to talk to be like let's just can we get this done this weekend i just <laughs> i just want to be done so i can just you move wouldn't on. You wouldn't believe what level I am right now. What level are you? 218. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what level I am. I don't know if it's 218, though. It's impressive. I've been playing quite a bit. Well done. Uh, every well done. spare moment. Nice. Cool. Well, believe it or not, as much as we could talk about Elden Ring on this show today, which we totally could, we are actually going to be talking about the recently released Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, we are going to talk in some kind of brief, broad strokes here right at the very beginning, just for anybody who's on the fence, because last time when we talked about Moon Knight, we kind of jumped right into spoilers, and I was like, well, that's streaming. This is actually a film that's in theaters, so this way, maybe we can kind of sway you one way or another if you still haven't seen it by the time you're listening to this. But uh, we're just going to talk. I'm just going to give you a brief overview <laughs> of the plot, which I think is a fun uh, little exercise, Jason, to like talk about this without spoiling anything. Uh, so yeah. here, here's kind of like the log line or like the little title summary thing that I could say for this. It is a follow-up more or less to WandaVision. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say that because that's kind of necessary viewing, I think. you Like, I went with someone to see this movie who hasn't seen WandaVision, and I think he still kept up. But And they do explain a little bit, but still, WandaVision, you should probably watch WandaVision. So if you haven't yeah. watched WandaVision or uh, Avengers Infinity War plus Endgame, those are the, the three things I would say, you know, this deep in the Marvel stuff, you probably should have should catch up with if you want to kind of brush up yeah. on stuff. But it follows up with WandaVision, kind of what's going on with her after that. And also Doctor Strange is tasked with helping a new young hero named America Chavez uh, figure out her place in the multiverse with a special power that only she has. And that's all I can really say in broad strokes. Jason, first question for you. Here it yes. is. Are you a fan of the MCU? Yes, I am. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy the MCU. Although, you know, since COVID and stuff out of theaters and stuff like that, I missed out on a couple of films. Oh, really? Uh, Which ones? I haven't seen Shang-Chi. Okay. And I have not seen the elementals wait what is that called oh, the eternals the eternals close close <laughs> i was so close dang it no i haven't seen that either okay i guess that's the only marvel films i've missed sure yeah and those ones right now have not been necessary viewing but like a lot of marvel films i think in the future when those characters you know cross over it might be like oh yeah you should probably go watch that but so yeah you've seen all the other ones for the most part besides those yeah two okay 
Nice. Cool. And I highly recommend WandaVision. I thought it was good. Yeah, actually, for me, that's still probably my favorite Marvel TV show. And I think a lot of it was very, like, lightning in a bottle. You can only do this once. And then you can't really do, like, a second season with the whole, like, yeah, we're doing the different, you know, decades of film and the different intros and all that kind of fun stuff. Because if you tried to do it again, I just think it'd be too difficult. But, yeah, WandaVision was good. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, by the way, for people who didn't know this, I didn't know this for a long time, but is actually a sister to Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who you guys would know from Full House. But also, I think they have, like, a clothing line or makeup line or something like that, um, design-wise. That was crazy when I found that out. I was like, really? Yeah, and once you hear it, you look at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see it. But, yeah, she is. Yeah, I can totally see it. She's a phenomenal actress. I really like, I really do like her a lot. But anyway, uh, yeah, so check out WandaVision. But... Jason, for going back out into the movies, which, you know, for a lot of us, we haven't gone to too many back in the theaters. Was this worth the trip to the theater? I've seen two films in years, and one was the recent Spider-Man and this film. (laughs) Nice. So, yes, it was totally worth it because Sam Raimi, who directed this, is also one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good old Sam. Good old Sam. So there's... There's no way I would have missed this. Yeah. And for people who might not know if they're not so much into directors and whatnot, or especially comic book movies, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, but Sam Raimi, director of not only the Evil Dead movies and things like that, but the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire in the lead. And still people talk about Spider-Man 2 as being one of the best comic book hero films of all time. And yeah. I might still be that right there with them. I, you know, that was one thing. I, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but I wanted uh, a little montage with raindrops keep falling on my head, like we got <laughs> Spider-Man Two. Did not happen here. Um, no freeze frames. I am a little, mm. a little ashamed. But either way, um, you know, before Spider-Man, he also did another pulpy comic booky type of movie called Dark Man, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Cool. Nice. Okay, so you're a fan of Sam Raimi. You're a fan of the MCU. This is worth seeing in theaters, you would say. Like you were just talking about, this is worth going back out to see in an actual theater. Yeah, totally. Cool. Great. Yeah, I would say the same thing. And I actually had the chance to go to the El Capitan, where they actually premiered it, I believe. And I've not been in that theater before. And it's really interesting. I put up some pictures on Instagram and they're, they're not going to do it justice, but it's a beautiful theater and the seats are very like they're very comfortable. But you can tell the way that like they're set up that they're older seats like they're a little bit tinier. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, like this is made for like an like an audience back in the day. And apparently the El Capitan was purchased by Disney um, back in like the 80s or 90s. I could be wrong about this, but it's a really interesting, cool place. And underneath the actual space where the screen is, they had a little exhibit where you could actually go and see a lot of the costumes from the film. So right after the film, I went downstairs like, hey, there's the costumes like Doctor Strange's, you know, whole get up was right there. I was like, oh, that's really so. It, is Benedict Cumberbatch a small man or a pretty he's large... a pretty pretty large man from what I understand pretty tall guy yeah from cool. from the look of that the actual costume itself and they were playing like a bunch of music inside and outside from like all over the MCU which was kind of funny because it was like sometimes like I heard one song that was from Black Panther clearly from like the original score but then they'd play like. I don't know if it was like ACDC or something later on that was very Iron Man. <laughs> it was just like nice. they're just playing anything really uh, MCU related. But 
it was a pretty cool experience and actually was not as expensive as I thought it was going to be. The only problem with, you know, that theater or like the uh, the Chinese theater, the TCL, I think it is, Chinese theater, is like getting down to it in Hollywood and parking. And it's kind of a rigmarole to actually get oh, there. Oh, yeah, but parking is insane there. Yeah. And one other thing that I didn't, my friend who like booked the seats for us he's like man i thought they were they were like the last two seats in the theater when we got there there was barely anybody in our theater but also it happened to be and he didn't know this but it was a closed caption version of the film oh so, interesting yeah so it was was really interesting to like see that and i think a lot of the people who were there did not expect that like myself and this movie is very visually stunning so that on top of like little like actual text and they were actually with like the names of people. So that was interesting because like, as we'll get into here with the spoilers, there is a lot of information coming at you about the multiverse and then yeah. having like the proper nouns for these characters pop up with a colon before they spoke was really funny to me. And it was kind of like a mini spoiler <laughs> before they said anything. I was like, oh, that's okay. But I, I learned names of certain characters that... I might not have otherwise, which I was like, oh, that is kind of cool. But uh, one of the jokes I was going to make is that, um, you know, as I said before, that new character, America Chavez, uh, her being in there meant her name was said a lot as America. So there's a few times uh-huh. when, like the text would pop up and it'd be like, we've got to save America or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, out of context would be hilarious if you just took that picture of like Dr. Strange being like, ah, like, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a cool experience, but I also probably need to see it sometime without the closed captioning. Cause some of the time it yeah. felt very much like anime where I was like watching, but also reading at the same time. Like, yeah, I can both. understand. What's funny is I watch everything captioned. Oh really? Oh cool. This would have been perfect for you then. Yeah. I customized the captioning where it's like these yellow, nice letters it's not too intrusive but it's at the bottom you know and i just uh i don't know uh my wife and i both like to watch tv shows and movies with captioning on (laughs) cool nice it's just something we've done for years now yeah but you didn't have that at your theater did you no 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 i actually saw the film in 3d whoa okay it was in 3d on accident there's like one showing in 3d and that's the one we happened to go to and i was just like oh this is in 3d okay right Mm-hmm. Okay. but the i did get to see the new avatar trailer before this in 3d so i'm glad that that happened oh okay cool nice the way of water the way of water right yes uh but yeah so again non-spoilery uh it sounds like we both kind of agree this would be worth seeing and if you're a fan of the mcu stuff at all of course you probably have already seen it but if you're on the fence about it i think this is like most Marvel films, worth seeing in a theater just because of the visual spectacle that's on display here and the effects and all that. And thankfully at the El Capitan, they were. this is like Disney's kind of premier theater in a sense, even though it's a little bit older, but the sound and everything was pretty nuts. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this theater is yeah. kind of going crazy, which is nice. But yeah, uh, there you go. Is there anything else you want to say non-spoilery before we jump in? I just wanted to say I'm more of a DC guy myself. <laughs> he's waiting for Aquaman 2, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's ready for it. He's like, where's Flashpoint? Zack Snyder would have done this film so much better. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> for people who don't know you, they're going to be like, what is this? Are you serious? What was this guy smoking? <laughs> yeah. You know what would be kind of cool, though? It would be cool to see Zack Snyder be a director of photography working with Sam Raimi on something. I'm sure Sam's got a great director of photography, but like, 
I just keep looking at some of the shots Zach gets sometimes, and I'm like, man, that looks so good. And I'm like, I wonder if he was like a DP for somebody, like another He's director. an artist. He's an artiste. <laughs> artiste. I, I always say this about Zack Snyder, not that I want to turn this into part, uh, derail the show, but he needs to stop writing his stuff and just direct it. <laughs> you know? Sure. That's all I'll say on that. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, you're right. This will turn into a DC show. People are like, we came here for Doctor Strange. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there we go. Uh, Jason, if you're okay, I'm going to flip the old spoiler switch here, and we're going to get into it. All right. Okay, I hope you, you got that thing fixed from last time. I, I you know, I did put some, um, I put some oil on it, and um, actually started on fire, so I had to kind of dab that up, and I th- it should be okay. <laughs> some WD-40. I, yeah, um... But I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it now. So this is gonna be spoilers from here on out, folks. All right, here we go. There's so many, so many spoilers. Oh my gosh! I think you need to get that looked at. I, can't, I I've tr- okay. I've tried, man. Like the podcast. I'm glad people are listening, but we're not. You know, we're not at that level yet where I can just hire somebody to come out and fix this thing. All right. You know, we're not. It's that's a that's a lot of time and money. Uh, yeah, that is true. And we got we got to talk about these spoilers, the spoiler <laughs> sparks that are in my eyes now, which I feel like this whole movie is spoilers. Uh, but anyway, so one of the first things I wanted to talk about right off the bat is the first scene, and it was funny to me because again, because the closed captioning, it shows uh, Strange, Doctor Strange, running with America Chavez away from some creature. And one of the first things that right. pops up, it says in captions, Defender Strange, colon, and then he starts talking. So I was like, okay, so clearly I know from the get-go this isn't, like, the actual Doctor Strange. Because, like, right. at first you might be mistaken for thinking, oh, this might be one of those, like, kind of classic movie TV tropes where they show you near the ending at the beginning. And then they're like, but 48 hours earlier, this is... Yeah, know, yeah, like, I thought one of two things, either... This is going to end with exactly that, like one week ago, you know, or something like that. Like, oh, how did he get to this point? Or this is a different Doctor Strange because his hair looks different. Yeah, right. And uh, that's one of the tricky things with magic is like we didn't know this Strange. so We don't know what he's capable of. Or, you know, like any of them, they'll kind of use a spell once and they won't necessarily use them again. But they're trying to get away from this creature. and. I love magic. I really do. It just it makes it tricky for your your films and stuff to yeah. I think to kind of like show off in a way that people aren't sitting there constantly saying, "Why didn't he use this? Why didn't he use that?" And for this, it kind of works because we don't know Defender Strange and what he's capable of. So it wasn't like, "Why doesn't he just use the cloak to help her get out of there?" or something like right, right. It's like, yeah, it's like- don't worry about it. What are the rules to this kind of a yes, thing? Yes, because in this moment, they're like running through this kind of like conjunction point and trying to get to the book of Vishanti, which is this like all powerful book that will grant you the thing needed to destroy your enemies. And all I could think, like, again, it's just like it's so hard not to think of these things in the, the context of the greater MCU. But I was like, man. I wish they would have known about this for Thanos. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, there we go. We got it. Um, Which side note, we'll talk about him later on, but a brief appearance by Thanos, a dead Thanos. Hilarious. I was like, look at that. Uh, But yeah, kind of um, starting it off and then kind of having um, Defender Strange say like, I can't save you from this creature, but if I take your power, 
um, which America Chavez's power is to basically punch holes in reality and jump to different parts of the multiverse. Uh, yeah. With, can I just say I'd never heard of her character? Yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, and I, I'm so interested because her whole backstory is, you know, so like, I don't know, there's way more to it. Right. And so I was kind of curious. I'm like, all right, so she speaks Spanish and she has like a, a, a shirt on or a, a jacket that's got like the stars and stripes and her name is America. So I was like, I don't, I'm just so curious to know like why, like I want to know, yeah. I want to know more about her because there's so much clearly to this character that I don't know. So, uh, but yeah, and, I'd never heard of her either. And as I said before, you know, I had Elden ring on the brain, that yeah. thing chasing them. I was like a revenant. <laughs> Wait, which one? I saw so much Elden Ring in this movie. It's not even funny. I was just like identifying everything like that. Was the Revenant, are those the ones with like all the arms sticking out of them and they crawl across the ground? Yeah, they come out of the ground and they charge you and it's like impossible to do anything. I hate those things. Yeah, they're horrible. They're horrible. But anyway, uh, uh, Defender Strange ends up dying um, and they get sucked through a portal and uh, the creature doesn't go with them, but America Chavez and dead Defender Strange go over there, and they run into Doctor Strange, who is at the wedding of his former love interest, which is always such a fun way <laughs> for a character romantically to begin his film. You're like, oh, like, this is... I was thinking, like, is this Sam Raimi going back to, like, the end of Spider-Man 2, and this is, like, the sad version of it, you know? Where, like, right. Peter went to the, <laughs> the ceremony and just sat there and, like, oh, man, like really screwed this up like it's like oh yeah, guy doesn't get the girl guys get the girl he doesn't he's got other things and maybe another lady in his future you know had to had to move on apparently but they have that big fight scene with the uh gargantos i think it has a different name in the comics uh but that, that big... thing looked fantastic i love the, the yeah, way it looked it did it felt again that felt like a ramy ish type of creature you know a little oh, bit oh the we're in spoiler mode, so yeah. the eyeball taking out was fantastic. That seemed very Raimi, right? Like that whole. I, I laughed with giddy glee at that. Yeah, I was like, here's some more gore, uh, which I was thinking, you know, probably would be a lot more blood if it really, if it was an R rated film, that'd be like the streets of New York would be covered in that thing's blood. Have, whatever you, it is. have you ever seen Evil Dead 2? I think I've seen bits and pieces. But There's a part the where time. an eyeball flies across a room and lands in a girl's mouth in that okay and it's quite hilarious and just so sam raimi does eyeball gags so (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's his thing that's his thing yeah Yeah. uh but they end up like taking this thing out and that's kind of like where they meet america and they're trying to figure out how to help her and all that stuff and this is where it gets really interesting to me because i remember seeing the trailers for this and thinking at first, and I'd heard kind of reports, too, of people talking about Wanda. And I was like, oh, you know, Wanda's going to be in this to some degree. I don't know how much. But I figured, like, she was just going to be like in most other MCU films where they have a character kind of come in for a little bit. And they might interact with the plot. But for the most part, it's like, right. they're not in it that much. And, you know, Strange goes to see her and he's like, hey, we found this young woman and her name's America. Or actually, he doesn't say her name's America. That's the one thing I picked up on with the uh, oh, subtitles yeah. or the captions. <laughs> but uh, they're talking oh, yeah, about I that. Think, is it Wong and uh, Stephen Strange? They realized that this isn't magic. This is witchcraft. So we know a witch that could help us out. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Uh, which I like. It's so funny because like this is the first time that I understand 
having a, a straight up distinction in the MCU between sorcery and witchcraft and they saw these witchcraft-ish runes on this big eyeball monster so that's why he goes to talk to her and kind of tells her he's like yeah you know if i had to pick between the other avengers and he kind of makes jokes about him versus like the most powerful magic wielder i know i'm gonna ask her and unfortunately wanda lets it slip that she knew about america and she might be the one who's after her and strange uh, unfortunately doesn't think about who he's talking to and kind of outs the fact that they're a camertage and you know that America's hold up there and Wanda's like hey you better give her to me uh, because I, I want her because Wanda's whole motivation in this film is to get her children back um, the children she created in WandaVision and basically go to another plane of existence where they do exist That's you know what I love the reveal of the beautiful apple orchard she lived on wasn't sure. real mm-hmm. and she lived in this desolate place yeah yeah that was an interesting trick because i remember thinking that too i was like oh this is just a little scene that you know they'll play for the trailers and it's not going to last that long it's not that big of a deal but it ended up being a big deal that she was lying about all of it and she kind of has this new idea in mind that's just kind of consumed her and more so the dark hold right. which was like this evil book that exists in every a version of the multiverse or every universe. Right. And I think we, uh, we shouldn't realize that the dark hold has basically turned her this way. Yeah. Which is something they kind of, they, it corrupts whoever uses it, which I think maybe I wish I could have seen more of personally, because they kind of hint at like, she's learning things at the end of WandaVision, but we don't Mm -hmm. necessarily know she's going like evil here she's already like kind of fully corrupted and yeah yeah she's gone it by feels the time like a we meet her. yeah it's like a big shift tonally with that character who at the end of wandavision makes sort of a sacrifice kind of not really uh and just like right. frees a bunch of people after torturing them for a long time uh- <laughs> i think the thing that is shocking mostly about her in this is that she seems to not really care about anyone else's lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's pretty shocking. Which, again, I kind of, I don't know how you kind of would change this around, but it would have been cool to, like, have her join the team at first and then get this idea. Uh, like, I, I guess I don't know who your antagonist would be for the beginning or kind of the trick, but, and then have her start to think, like, oh, or have dreams of, oh, what if I could get my kids back? And then say, like, you know what? Actually, I've changed my mind. I'm going to not help you anymore. I'm going to take this power myself. But yeah, uh, that would have been, you know, that maybe would have been a way to kind of assuage um, like a different big bad. And she's like, what a great idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you'd be like, oh, why? Like and, you know, as they keep fighting or working together, like strange starts like saying like, Wanda, I noticed in that last fight. Like you kind of like tortured that monster before you killed it. And she was like, you know, I was just trying to send a message you know, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Strange would be like, uh, OK, like uh, who am I working with? But. Anyway, um, so it basically becomes a race to try to get to that book of Vishante again uh, to prevent America Chavez from being basically absorbed, like her life and or power, I should say, out of her and killing her, presumably in the process, uh, so that Scarlet Witch can be with her kids again. So, I don't know. Again, I did not expect her to be the, I think, the main, main villain but then when people, I'd kind of heard someone say that, yeah, this is more of like a Wanda movie. And I don't know if you could ever put her as the protagonist, but 
I feel like you could almost call this like Wanda in the Multiverse of Madness or Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness featuring Doctor Strange. You know what? What I loved her about her being the villain is that for a long time, like even like uh, Avengers Endgame, like a lot of people talking about like, yeah, the Scarlet Witch is like one of the most powerful characters in the MCU. Like she just doesn't realize it. And so the fact that she's the villain in this, you realize she's one of the most powerful characters in the MCU and she's gone evil and she doesn't care about other people's lives. She just wants what she wants. So that's pretty scary. And in fact, she really messes up a lot of those uh, Doctor Strange comrades, you know? Oh my gosh. (laughs) That that moment to me when she goes to fight Comertage felt like the finale of a lot of other films. Like it felt like it was the third act like i don't know if you felt that way too but like i just remember seeing her float up there and strange is there and it kind of felt like the like the helms deep situation or something being like yes like you know yeah. here's we've been waiting for this fight but it was within the first like half hour or so i was like oh my gosh like okay and she loved to say i just want you to know this is me being reasonable yeah right uh and man i'm getting like this must be comic accurate but i'm i'm getting frustrated jason and maybe you can help me out with this these okay. sorcerers, they have all this magic, right? And they're still using mm-hmm. bows and arrows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, or, or like these magical cannon things. I was like, they're kind of cool, but I kept thinking, I was like, why does this keep happening? Like, It's like you go to Wakanda and they have like the vibranium, but they're still using spears and stuff. I'm like, did you guys not make like special magic turret? Like, like, ant, like I don't know, automatic? <laughs> like, I don't know, you could do so much. Right. But it was clearly just so she could go rip these people apart, which she totally does. And... I have a friend out there, her name is Sarah, and she was a Scarlet Witch fan before Scarlet Witch got into the mainstream more so. So, like, seeing that moment of Scarlet Witch flying over Comertage and just lighting people up, just destroying people, or using her little mind trick, I was thinking, like, man, if you're a Scarlet Witch fan, you gotta be eating this up. Being like, wow, like, there she is in all her glory, but also being horribly villainous. <laughs> just right. killing everybody and torturing them. I love that them. she's unstoppable, basically. Oh, like, yeah. They're like, she's coming out of the reflections. You oh, know? yeah, that whole thing. Like, And I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if the movie intentionally wanted this to happen. But, like, again, I felt like she... It, like, if they would have changed it or tweaked it just a little bit, it could have been her story or it could have been, like, America Chavez's story more so. But I kept thinking, like, I was kind of rooting for her in a weird way. Like, because I was just like, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? Like, I don't maybe agree with what she's doing. um, And I get that she's kind of twisted. But at the same time, I was like, okay, this is a character I know and care about. And I'm watching her, like, rip people apart. And I was like, you know what it kind of reminds me of now that I think about it? It reminds me of Hulk back in the day. Like, it was this character (laughs) that you're like, oh, I love this character. And then they, like, turn on the team and you're like. I kind of want to see how far they get. Like <laughs> when like, she was killing guys, I was like, how is this going to work when she redeems herself in the end? You know, yeah. like, like they pry the, I pictured like maybe they're going to pry the dark hold away from her. And she's, it's like, she's possessed yeah. and they save her, but it's like, this wasn't you. This is the dark hold doing this. I was, that was kind of going on in my head. Like, yeah. But then when I realized like, no, I think they're going all in. She's just the villain. And We'll see what happens. Like, yeah. you know, it's like your brain kind of is getting, trying to get ahead of the plot a little bit. Yeah, sure. And there's a lot being thrown at you. So it, I think that's kind of intentional. So you don't kind of make those, you know, thoughts up, uh, but you, you still clearly can. 
it, it seemed like they made her more um, kind of Terminator-esque or more horror movie villain-ish because people were talking to me about this. And they're like, this is like the closest thing to like a horror movie, you know, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is going to get or MCU is going to get. And they do make her scary. However, I will tell people this. I am a big scaredy when it comes to movies, like in general. And this one, like it does have a few freakyish moments, but nothing right. that is like crippling with fear like yeah, other horror maybe movies. little kids would scare them but yeah yeah because they make her pretty scary but again when your hero becomes a scary monster it just for me personally makes me like them so much more because i'm like oh wanda's completely lost it, and she's like covered in like oil later on because she fights like these ultron robot things and i'm like oh my gosh like she looks kind of freaky i was like i love it yeah I absolutely love it like yeah by the way what when did Wong become the Sorcerer Supreme? Is it because Doctor Strange messed with the multiverse and he got in trouble or something? It's really brief, but it's when the time jump happens or for like the five years after the snap or the blip. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they mentioned it's because it. he was gone, right? Yeah, they say it really quickly. Uh, yeah, he's like, that's why he became Sorcerer Supreme and I didn't. So Doc has still not become Sorcerer Supreme, even though... Uh, I don't know. He he did not use like he uses some crazy magic earlier on. But I remember like seeing him in Infinity War and thinking, man, is this strange? Is this like the strange we're going to get from now on where he's fighting Thanos one on one? And I was like, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> I just want that all the time. I was like, yeah, oh, like the clones of himself and like the red chains. Oh, yeah. And, like, that scene like, was oh. so cool. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. But anyway, I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit. This movie kind of jumps around. But we end up going to, um, I think it's Universe 838 was where most of this takes place, along with um, the MCU designation of 616, which is actually the comic book designation. um, Stephen Strange and uh, America Chavez have to basically get away from her and they jump through a portal and wind up there. And what did you think of that sequence where they're traveling through different uh, universes? I thought it was fun. It like, and maybe this is just me watching too many YouTube videos. Cause like immediately when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to launch a thousand YouTube videos about like <laughs> yeah. dissecting Little everything. red arrows pointing to things. Yeah. And also it felt like they were trying to kind of outdo that really cool sequence in the first Doctor Strange where like mm-hmm. the, the ancient one kind of sends him on a trip. And I was like, oh, they're, right. they're kind of trying to do that again. And it was fun or, and really cool. It kind of reminded me of Spider-Man also when Mysterio's messing with him. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I, I like I think it's so hard to like make that stick in the way it has in the past where you're like, oh, my gosh, when they've done it the first time or two, you're like, wow, like this was still visually very impressive and so cool. But at the same time, it did not feel like as impactful as like the first time you see that one in Doctor Strange, which I recently rewatched and it holds up super well. But that is such a trippy sequence like yeah like it's cool but this one's good too and i don't know if they're actually hinting at things or if this is just like a we're gonna throw everything out and see what people like and then it's like well they might have liked the black and white like old-timey film one maybe we should make a movie on that i don't know you know what you don't i just remembered something because i mentioned mysterio mysterio pretends to be from the multiverse in that spider-man do you remember that yes he says it's from he's from a different uh, a different universe and it's like 833 or something close to it but he gets the earth correct or sorry he calls it 616 yeah, and that MCU, is what it's designated which is weird so like that asks or that kind of implies other questions 
but also like, I don't know. And I I saw someone explain why he knows that or why he got it right. Okay. And that's because they establish in this film, when you dream about yourself Uh where in places you've never been, it's because you're actually dreaming and seeing another universe where you exist. So it's possible he picked that up while he was dreaming. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, It's reaching, but okay, I'll allow it kind of a thing. (laughs) I kind of wish MCU would have just been like, we're actually 617, just that way the fans, like maybe there's a 617 out there in the comics, but I think it's kind of an interesting idea. Like if the MCU does exist, within the multiverse that the comics also exist in because now they're just saying that they are the same as the comic universe which isn't necessarily the same because they've done different things who the heck knows though man i don't know they are different universes yeah i almost think of everything in adaptations as a multiverse in a way like uh say take halo the video game that's one universe the TV show based on Halo exists in a different universe because sure. they're not exactly the same, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they go to this 838 and they run into uh, Baron Mordo, who I was like, I was excited to see him, but I also, I was thinking like, how is he going to fit into this plot? Because they kind of set him up in the first Doctor Strange to be like the next bad guy. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's kind of a good guy at first, but then you realize that he's actually still a jerk and a bad guy. Do you get the feeling that that was an abandoned storyline, the Baron Mordo? When uh, Doctor Strange kind of mentions that that's a guy who never liked me, he always hated me or something. I almost think that he already dealt with Baron Mordo and we didn't get to see that story. Maybe. I don't know. Like, because after watching the first one again, it still felt like they like they kind of liked each other a little bit at some point. And actually, Doctor Strange was the one that kind of put Mordo on the path he he went on. So I'm not sure. I feel like that's something they could circle back around to if they wanted to make another one. But at this point, right, uh, we find out that, you know, Baron Mordo is part of. And I, I think other people have put this better because I, I was having a hard time with it at first because I was like, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. But they have an Avengers-style team in this universe, which is called the Illuminati. And I am familiar the roughly. The Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> great line. Good pull. But the Illuminati is typically like a super group comprised of like the founding members of each team. And they're not really known. They're like a like a secretive cabal. So like, for right. instance, it's like Professor Xavier, Reed Richards, Namor, Black Bolt, and Doctor Strange. I think there's like one more um, who I'm missing here. But it's not like they're supposed to be known. They're like the guys who do stuff from behind the scenes. And mm-hmm. maybe that's not necessarily true in the comics. Maybe I don't understand it. But that's how I've always kind of pictured them in my brain. So like for them to have like a council and stuff like that, this was more of like, we are the Avengers, basically, of this well, world. Well, I almost felt like they probably like some of them belong to the Avengers. Some of them belong to the Inhumans or the X-Men. But they leave those groups to come here to debate things. Yeah, maybe. It just didn't like it didn't seem that way when they... And maybe that's why they didn't fight together super well, because they, they don't work <laughs> on the same team a lot. But um, I, I just uh, was thinking, did, like, did your audience uh, applaud at all this? Oh, did, no, I, I had a very small audience. I had one oh, person okay. behind me get excited when she saw Peggy Carter, uh, which. Yeah, I got excited at that, but people applauded at uh, John Krasinski. Okay. 
And then as Reed Richards, for people who don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then when Professor X shows up and you hear a little bit of the bars of the animated series theme, (laughs) the subtitles popped up. And before that music could go, it showed that it was like the X-Men 1997, like TV series theme comes on. And I was like, what? It was like, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) It's like, wow, they won't let you figure anything out for no, yourself. No, <laughs> they wanted, they really wanted to tell me. Uh, again, that was close captioning. You know, it's okay. But uh, no, we didn't. Here's my issue. Um, and again, it was cool to see all these characters. I don't have problems with them. Unless you watched What If, which is a series on Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus, or you are a comic fan, some of these characters are like, you're like, who? what the heck are they even right. talking about? This was like, definitely Marvel What If... Uh like what would say bonus points for watching that. yeah which i feel bad i should have mentioned at the top like you probably should watch what if because you'd be like who's why is somebody because when you get yeah. to see peggy carter's captain britain and you see her in that show i was just like oh cool yeah i that whole thing like i don't know that right there to me feels like more of an avengers team versus it being like the heads of their own teams if that makes sense still i don't know that's why like it just felt a little strange uh to use that word to me but it was fine it was fine it just felt like oh okay like these are the these are the characters we're getting for this group and what a weird group what an eclectic group i should say uh, of right of, you know, well then you learned that the doctor strange there is no longer there he's dead because there was the statue of him yes and they talk about they say that you know he helped defeat thanos and they ended up killing that version of strange because he was corrupted by the dark hold and they do kind of show the aftermath of that battle a dead thanos and strange like on his knees and black bolts kind of coming up and saying i'm sorry and black bolts ability for those who don't know he's one of the inhumans and his voice is so powerful, he doesn't really talk ever. But when he does, he can make like these crazy supersonic waves that like destroy everything. How crazy was it? Did you watch that Inhuman series? I only saw a little bit of it, but it was crazy to see him back in the role. And I was like, hey, you know, right. it's cool to see that guy pop up. I, I guess... The series was so bad, but he was good in it. He gave it his all, you know? Yeah. yeah, so it was nice to see him pop back up. And I was like, I don't know if they'll bring him back because... The Eternals is out now, and not that they're the same team, but I felt like that kind of scratched a similar itch. And with the X-Men coming, it's basically like all these like massive teams with everybody who's got like one or two powers. And now the X-Men's coming back around and they own it. I think that we'll just go back to X-Men, right? So as being kind of the focal point of a, a very large team, you know, in that way that the Eternals and the Inhumans are. But yeah, it was it was weird. One thing I would have loved to see, though, again, like we were talking about before with Wanda showing her fall to the Darkhold, I would have loved to have seen a little bit of that fight with Thanos. Like, and maybe that was just <laughs> a money or budget or time thing. I don't know. But I just think of like, oh, man, it would have been really cool to watch these yeah. this team, this super team of supers, you know, take take Thanos down and uh yeah, they didn't. They did not show that, and I, and like Thanos has like a golden sword or something through him, and I'm like, what? What? Like, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, show me that fight. Show me that, and what if? You know. But yeah, that that part felt like the most, you know, if you want to say fan servicey moment. Like, uh, and for most people, I think you you would understand even if you didn't know those characters, kind of what they were about or that they were significant right. the way that they revealed them. 
but still oh, and it, the, the other captain marvel's there too yes um lashana lynch uh monica rambo i think is her name that's and right again so that like there's a lot going on there if you're you just have to kind of be willing to accept what they present to you but yeah john krasinski basically seeming like confirming that he is going to be reed richards going forward with the fantastic four like they're not going to do like a completely different you know, take on that character. Right. I was wondering if that was a little, they threw us a bone with fantastic four, but that's all we're getting. Or if they will have fantastic four, you know, no, uh, they're, they're working on it. They're working on it. Uh, oh, okay. so I'm, cause I, I thought he yeah. was great. I mean, I was yeah. like, Oh, that's cool. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. That's my question too. I, I've heard people like, you know, on both sides of this, do, did you buy him as Reed Richards? I guess is the question. And sure. I don't know. There's not for me. There just wasn't enough time with him. I don't like. Yeah. It's I mean, not Reed Richards yet. in the comic books is a scientist. He's a smart guy. I don't know what more you need to need to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I just want to see. He's fine. It wasn't enough for me. I'm like, it's too. It's too early to call. I'm sure John Krasinski will be good at it, though. Like, I'm. I'm. I'm interested yeah. to see it. What I love about this is they set up these heroes, and it's like. Now let's destroy them. <laughs> that okay, so I I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I was laughing out of like and I shouldn't oh, yeah. be gleeful about this, but like watching this team, this like supposed like this super powerful Illuminati, best of the best, just get ripped apart one by one when Wanda shows up was very weirdly cathartic and funny to me. I was giggling to myself because, like, the way that they were dying was, like, (laughs) super funny. And, again, I was kind of joking before about this, but, like, this team must not work together often because they just, like, watched (laughs) one another die. Except for, the like, uh, Peggy and Captain Marvel. They kind of fought together for a minute. But the rest of the time, those guys just got destroyed. Like, one at a time. Reed Richards' head gets popped like a grape. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Black Bolt's head caves in on itself. <laughs> yeah, which, okay, that right there, like, like, with Wanda's powers, like, she's she can manipulate reality, right? And you want to make mm-hmm. the fights interesting and fun. But, like, you start to get to that point where you're like, okay, if she can erase a guy's face, whose, like, ability is to speak, and he, he kind of, he can't speak, so he, like, you know, he shoots his own voice back into his head and kills himself. You'd think that there would be no fighting you know, ever against her because she'd be like, actually you don't exist or actually you don't have arms and legs, you know, or, you know, something yeah. like she's just like, I think she fights fair. She waits for you to take your shot and she's like, okay, that was decent. <laughs> now I'm going to destroy you. Yeah, that's, I just like it's unraveling like, Reed Richards, man. Oh, brutal. You know, Peggy Carter throws the shield at her. She catches it, throws it back and cuts her in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just, she's like an unstoppable machine and it's just fun to watch because i just i've missed that with like my anti-heroes and so for me that whole sequence was great i did you get some pennywise vibes at the uh professor x one where he's in her mind i guess i suppose i do a little bit now that you mention it i just liked that whole like he's gonna fight her on the psychic plane and you know try to save the wanda that's trapped inside of the scarlet witch dark hold version that version pops up behind him and snaps his neck yeah like, oh. that that i jumped at that when yeah. she comes up behind him i go snap i was kind of surprised you know i saw from the trailer that patrick stewart was going to be in this but i remember originally with logan and you know you know times change people's minds change but i remember him kind of alluding to the fact that he was like hugh jackman's like yeah this is the last time i'm doing wolverine and patrick stewart's kind of in the same boat like We'll, we'll never come back to these characters and right this might really truly be 
the last time we see this version of Professor X because yeah, probably. unlike Reed Richards and stuff, I, I think there's going to be a chance they're going to cast a new Professor X. And, yeah, because this is, this is Professor X in that universe, but it could easily be somebody else in another one. Yeah, so that's why, again, people who like or dislike this version of Reed Richards, there's no confirmation yet with him because they could go in another direction but i still feel like this was him saying like all right we're putting john krasinski in emily blunt's gonna be here like this is gonna be a fantastic four that's a little bit on and they've got kids you know maybe so i could see all that all that kind of uh, panning out that way but yeah the illuminati i i still want the illuminati jason in like the marvel yeah. universe yeah i'd honestly never heard of them because okay. i guess i stopped reading comics before the or I don't know. I just don't remember them. <laughs> That's fine. I just I want them because like I love the idea of like the the heads of these supergroups, which again, maybe that's what this Illuminati was. It just didn't feel that way to me. But like that they all have their teams, but that they secretly are doing stuff and they don't completely trust maybe their teams or the world or the universe's fate and they're kind of like doing these secret like Tuesday night meetings you know like I love that idea yeah. of like who started it like you know it was a professor x and he like sent out like a telepathic call and he's like hey hey boys like uh, we should meet up sometime I got some things I want to talk <laughs> to you about don't tell your teammates like I love that I, you know? I love the moment that they leave uh Stephen Strange there and they tell Baron Mordo okay watch him we'll be back and vote on this <laughs> And when Steven Trace is like, they're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're all dead. And like, I love it because they're sitting there debating. They're like, actually, we think that Doctor Strange, you included, of any universe from the multiverse is the biggest threat. And he's like, no, your biggest threat just walked in. Like, I'm pretty sure she's going to kill all of you right now. Like, with, right. I don't know. I was like, ah, you guys should, like, your priorities. But it also makes the Illuminati... Like there's a an air of mystery there, and one of the reasons I like them too. And again, I'm I'm going more off the animated version, not necessarily the comics, but the Illuminati. They're the people who sent Hulk into space because they decided that they're like ah. you're too big of a threat. We're gonna send you into space, and that World War Hulk is about him coming back after um, his wife and child on Sakar die because the Hulk has a child and a wife on Sakar, an alien planet. But he comes back oh, wow. to like to basically kill the Illuminati or beat them up was, or make them feel pain. Was that the planet Hulk stuff too? Or is that a different yes, story? Yes. That's where planet Hulk starts. And then he comes world war Hulk oh, okay. is when he comes back. And oh, yeah, you know, the last member was Tony Stark uh, of the Illuminati. So I always thought that would have been a really cool storyline to go with, especially with that Tony and Bruce are so close in the MCU that like at some point, Tony was like, yeah, I kind of agree with these other guys. I'm sorry, Bruce. Yeah. This is the only way. Like I, I was thinking I like, that. how cool would it be if to see Robert, Downey Jr. again and it altered it but then it's like they've already done that and he's left they they, yeah. they don't need to do that yeah. plus Doctor Strange didn't know him that well so it wouldn't be like this touching thing or whatever. no no it wouldn't be you know it would not be the same thing uh but yeah it's I don't know it's just it's just fascinating to me and I I still hope that they they follow up with uh, now that the Illuminati more and more people know about this group that oh by the way can i just one. say i love the uh, bruce campbell cameo oh sure man yeah dude yeah. <laughs> at first i was like i didn't punch even recognize himself. him yeah for three weeks he had to punch himself in the face uh oh poor poor bruce uh which apparently was a call to was that um evil dead one of them where he has like evil a, evil yeah. dead 2 his hand becomes possessed and starts attacking okay yep. attacking there you go that's why he doesn't have a hand and he has a chainsaw where it used to go because ah. he has to chop his hand off gotcha that makes perfect sense now. It would be kind of cool <laughs> to see him show up with like a chainsaw hand, you know, or arm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but so yeah, so 
they somehow America Chavez and Doctor Strange, along with um, this version of Christine Palmer, right, um, which is Rachel uh, McAdams, Rachel McAdams, um, the love interest of Doctor Strange throughout the multiverse, but they all escape um, Scarlet Witch once again through America's powers, if I'm not mistaken, um, or to something yeah, first they, they uh, through or something. They're going through passageways and stuff, and they shut a big door. And they're waiting for her. And I'm like, why are you stopping? Because they're waiting. Yeah. Did that stop her? Did that stop her? And no, she's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought that was pretty funny. I think she, she just pops up. I think she just ran around. There was another exit. You know, she's like, I can just imagine like Scarlet Witch just being like this massive steel door got in front of me. And she's just like, it's like, fine, I'll go the other way. It's just like just showing her just jogging through the, the hallways. And she's oh, like, ah, and no. What is interesting is this uh, Wanda, she's inhabiting the Wanda in this universe who yes. lives there. Yes. She's projecting her mind through the different universes. What do they call it? Like dream walking? Yes, or dream walking because she and basically the original Scarlet Witch or the 616 Scarlet Witch takes Wong, uh, the Sorcerer Supreme, up to this place called Wundagore. And it's basically like mm-hmm. a throne for her where all the information of the Darkhold was put up on the walls. And that's where the Darkhold was created because one of the right. sorcerers stabs the Darkhold back in Comertage and prevents Wanda from using it. And that was like, interesting yeah. how there's basically she's carved into the wall like, oh, yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. So it's it, that whole thing where I'm like, man, there still feels like there's so much for Wanda to be a part of. So that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I don't think this is the last we've seen of her because she's such a big nah. deal. But uh, yeah, because like they say in the beginning, like she either is going to rule overall or destroy everything. But yeah, so she's projecting I'd her. Say- Wanda needs to return one more time to redeem herself and yeah. maybe like sacrifice her life or something. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. And I get why they probably didn't have her at the power level she is in this show um, for Endgame, because if she were, she would have been the only person needed on that field of battle against Thanos right. and his entire army. I mean, she army. does almost take Thanos out in that. She does. But like this version of Wanda would have had, would have been crushing him, but also simultaneously crushing his gigantic like starship shoot yeah like oh dead. you're not gonna snap your fingers because where are your hands and he would have looked and going oh exactly his yeah. hands are gone <laughs> that would have been great and she like Stop. rips his scalp out just the same way that like he took <laughs> yeah. out the gem from vision she just does the same thing she's like yeah it's not a problem you know uh, what's funny is there's no there's I don't think there's any mention of Vision in this, is there? I was trying to think about that. And also the Eye of Agamotto is different in this one. And like the time stone isn't there, even though they like went back in time and put like all the stones where they need to be. So I don't know if right. like the time. St- like, I think she I, mentions her husband or something. She, but she might. doesn't really see. There's name. a few things where I'm like, okay, I, I need to know. Like I want just a little bit more of information here. Um, but yeah, the whole dreamwalking thing, which uh, eventually comes back in the, the finale because well we'll get to that in a minute but uh, yeah yeah i do i want to say that i loved wanda the way she was limping through the place like she's all like messed up yeah oh yeah she's a real creep and like the thing is the illuminati did they even really like weirdly once in a while here and in the finale she'll take like a punch and i'm thinking like maybe that is it maybe you're right maybe she's allowing them to get a good hit in because <laughs> she wants to make it more sporting because i'm like she's being reasonable she can't she yeah says. she's like these people would not be able to touch her or maybe she's like yeah it's not my body i don't really care if they mess it up she's like yeah. if you think you can stop me try you know yeah uh i'm just like oh man uh but yeah watching the illuminati get ter- torn apart was like oh wow like <laughs> 
<laughs> like this is the super group of super groups. It's like, yeah, they how, don't matter. How frustrating frustrating is it that they get to that book and it gets destroyed before they can use it? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, uh no. Um, Do you like how it's kind of floating on its beautiful pedestal, like in a nice presentation there? Are you talking about the, the book of Ashanti? Yes. 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 Um Yeah, yeah. Like I just I wanna know about uh like I wanna know <laughs> That book, that's another one of those things that like you just you can't keep around like for your for your extended universe, right? Because you're like, well, if there's ever a real problem, just get to the book of Ashanti. Like, you know, like so that's something that they are not gonna have, presumably in the future, because it seems like a get out of jail free card, right? Because it's just right. destroys your enemies or tells you how to defeat them or whatever else. And it's just one of those things they have to go go for, but it's just you know, yeah. it doesn't really do anything. It would have been cool if in, see, this is the joke I would have put in. Like, they show that, like, the Illuminati defeated Thanos in their universe. Um, but, like, for me, his corpse would have been headless or something. And, like, in the Book of Vashati, it would just say, like, if you're trying to defeat Thanos, it just says, go for the head. Like, that would have, <laughs> that would have been my inside joke for MCU fans would be like, oh, my gosh, it's hilarious. Um, always go for the oh, head, no yes. matter what universe you're in. Always go for the head. Um yeah, but anyway, so they go to this other place where there's another, there's a place called, it's an incursion where two universes or realities are colliding. Right. And we end up finding another version of Doctor Strange, one who's more musically inclined. Who has Let me been, ask you, is uh, this the Doctor Strange from Marvel What If? No, it's not. Uh, I was oh, thinking okay. about that. So so basically what uh, Jason's getting at here is that there's like this kind of dark crazed uh, Doctor Strange, who's been taken over, it seemingly, by the Darkhold, and ends up fighting our Doctor Strange from the 616 universe that we know and love. They do a little bit of fighting back and forth. They fight with musical notes at one point, which is kind of fun. And The I'm sure... musical note battle was fantastic in 3D. Oh, I bet. Okay. I and bet I gotta say, cool. this is one of the best-looking 3D Marvel movies I've seen. Oh, cool. Nice. Because a lot of the many. early ones weren't great-looking. Yeah. Uh, but this one is. It looks really good in 3D. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking again, and I shouldn't think like this, but I was like, man, there's going to be YouTube videos that are like, all right, so here are the musical notes, and here's the chords they're playing, and this is what it actually means when he used the... <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, because I imagine Danny Elfman, who did the music for this, was like, all right, here's the deal. Here's how we're going to do this. I get to finally, like, I have an action scene where it's like the notes I've made are on the screen. So, yeah, it was an interesting sequence, but... They end up fighting and killing that version of Strange, which very completely ridiculous, but I loved it. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. And the way that things die in this, like, very Raimi, very over the top, like, throws them out a window, lands on, like, a fence post, but also has a third eye to kind of denote being corrupted, which we will get back to. But at that. I wanted to say this also that uh, we know that. Stephen Strange's Dr. Christine, you know, the love of his life has gotten remarried. So when he sees this one, he immediately, those feelings come up. Oh, yeah. But I love when they arrive there, when you see that evil Dr. Strange, he sees her. He's just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> you know, I've got a Christine here. And he even bargains with him and goes, I'll give you the dark hold if you give me your Christine. Ah, very Phantom of the Opera, right? Uh, it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah, no, that's. I like when she's. He's like, I don't think she would like that. <laughs> yeah, and the, or something like kind of. He even alludes to the fact that he's like, I don't think that's something that I can like be like. Yeah, even if it, I said it was okay, I don't think 
it's something I can bargain, you know? <laughs> You're like, yeah, you, of course, you can take her. Not really um, up to me, man. Yeah, no, uh, I appreciate that. But I also like later on, too, after uh, he defeats him, that he kind of says to her, he's like, no matter what universe it is or whatever else, I'll always love you. And Oh, like, yeah, he says, I love you in every universe. And I was like, oh, like that right there to me, I was like, oh, does that mean like, because they kind of show when he got the watch from her in the first place earlier on, kind of with this memory lane place, this kind of thing in the 838 universe, this little store that shows you a memory that was very like it preceded Doctor Strange, the first film. And kind of shows their romance. And I was like, oh, man, maybe they are going to like put them back together. Because it kind of seemed like that was the way it was going to go. Even though he would have to go back to his own universe and break up a newly minted marriage. You know, like it'd be right. very strange. Like, I don't know. Again, yeah, he knows it's too late for him and Christine. Yeah, he's from. which is sad. But like, I thought, okay, maybe he's going to be with this one. And like, he says these things to her and she clearly is affected by them. And I was like looking for like a wedding ring or I was looking for something on her that would kind of suggest that she was taken or that she was going to say something at some point. Be like, yeah, I've already moved on. But I was like, well, maybe they're going to do something with this, which they did not do. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we get him using uh, the ability to dream walk and ends up putting himself. And this is the most Sam Raimi thing in the whole thing, in the whole movie. And I loved it. But he puts his mind in the body of the dead Doctor Strange, the Defender Strange, from the beginning of the film and goes right. to Wundagore to prevent the now captured version of, um, or I shouldn't say captured version, America Chavez, who's one, the only one in the entire multiverse. Um, from... I love the line where she's like, how are you going to dreamwalk if there's no version of you there? Yeah, he's like, who says I need and to be alive, like... right? And he goes, not a living version. He kind of turns to her. And I was, and then it's like, like thunder. And you see the hand go like that. I love that entire sequence. Yeah. Basically zombie Doctor Strange. Dude, it's too short lived. And they kind of like bring in this whole like, okay. It reminded me a little bit of people who've ever watched like the Flash series where if you'd use the speed force in like the improper way, there's like these phantoms or ghosts oh, that will yeah, like, yeah, chase yeah. you forever. And that's basically what this is. Is like, if you use magic like this to like use necromancy, there are like these spirits that will come for you. And at this point, he doesn't have the cloak of levitation in the 616 universe. He has it in that incursion universe. So he can't right. fly. But the, he, I love they're saying stuff to him like you've used forbidden magic. Yeah, well, and it's like <laughs> then he finally learns that he's like, oh no, I'm just gonna take and use you because Christine kind of says to him like in while he's in this trance, she's like, why don't you use this to your advantage and turns them into like a cloak to fly with. And I was like, this is yep. so metal and so cool. And I was like, I want I loved more of all this. Of that. Like loved all of it. I like. I think it's too short lived. I think they should have done like a bunch of necromancy type magic. And, like, all the magic he was using against Wanda could have been, as opposed to being like, I'm going to throw these spirits at you. It should have been, like, right. you know, hands reaching out of the ground or, like, some of those things earlier that were helping Wanda. Like, one dies and comes back to life and starts fighting her. Like, something like that. I was like, this I would be the time. I Wong also saying, like, I don't even want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, any other uh, sorcerer would be kicked out. But, you know, Doctor Strange, he's just like, yeah, like, whatever. This is just uh, desperate times, right? But, you know, it's kind of funny because when he sicks all those demon things on Wanda, it freaks her out at first. But then she's like, wait, what? Why am I? Why do I care about these things? And yeah, right. Just... Which that's where it kind of gets like to the 
to the end game, as it were, where it's not necessarily uh, strange or zombie strange that takes her out. It's like zombie strange tells America Chavez, who at this point has been captured by the original Wanda and is having her powers sucked out, which I don't know how much time elapses there because I kept thinking, I was like, oh, don't you think, you know, Wanda would have gotten the powers by now? Like she would have ripped them out and been like, yeah, I'm done with it. You know, I got what I needed, but apparently it's, it's a long process. But yeah, um, yeah. goes there and kind of gets America to kind of believe in herself and to use her powers. Um, and she finally right. does. And and I got to say, like, it established the reason she's so afraid of her powers, because the first time she used them, she sucked her parents through a portal and never saw them again. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of like she was worried to ever use them. It's just like to me, again, I was like, man, she she basically jumps up from this. um altar that she's on and like punches scarlet witch right away and like she kind of makes a portal behind her right there and i was thinking like would she ever have gotten that hit off on wanda like i guess she was just surprised and she gets like a few hits on her and i'm like again maybe you're right maybe wanda is being reasonable like because <laughs> i'm thinking like she should have just been like nope you're back on the altar and you're knocked out and you don't have arms anymore you know like <laughs> i love i love that she gives wanda what she wants where she lets her see that universe she arrives she knocks the other Wanda across the room and scares the crap out of her sons mm-hmm. and sees basically that she's a monster. Yeah. yeah. And I love that the, that Wanda who's in that universe is like, she sympathizes with her and basically says they will be loved. They will yeah. be cared for. Yeah. And because Wanda's whole thing is, I think she wants to take care of her sons in every universe they exist in or something. Yeah. Or at least find one, which is that's where you start to get like tricky. Cause like, you're not going to beat Scarlet witch in power. You used to break her spirit, which I get was the whole point. But like, mm-hmm. if there are infinite, like that's the issue. Like why doesn't she, she could have gone to one or America Chavez could have put her in one that, you know, Wanda is dead, but the boys are alive and live at an orphanage or something. And then that's how you beat her. Like, she's like, oh, perfect. This is what I wanted. I will leave you alone. You guys will never see me again. Like, that's, to me, would have been the more cathartic way as opposed to Wanda getting that moment and then being like, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm just going to, you know, blow myself up and no one will ever use the dark hold, you know, and she blows up the whole place. I was like, oh, right. Like, I just, I don't know. The way that that one poor, uh, uh, I don't remember. What are their names? The Doctor Strange people, all the magic people. The, the one that destroys the dark hold and she basically gets turned to ash by yeah. Scarlet Witch. <laughs> that was pretty wicked. I love that stuff, man. I love just like the quick, like, and they're gone. Like, it's like, woof. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that ending works fine. The one that they have there, but I just feel like there are again, unlimited versions of that, where that ends in a different way, where you also keep Wanda, clearly alive versus kind of being like uh, is she alive or right. is she gone um honestly kind of they could always have a different version of wanda show up because now that they've established a multiverse there could be a wanda from another universe that's show up the biggest issue though that marvel faces right now though right is that they need to right. get back to a certain like timeline because nothing will matter if we can just pluck a new Tony Stark out of a different universe or, you know, another Thanos or, or whatever it might be like, that's, that's right. the trick. I honestly, I know that they're, they're steering towards a young Avengers, right? Oh, totally. That's yes. Eventually gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very much. Because so. America Chavez is totally going to be a member, right? Probably along with like, 
Kate Bishop. I don't know if you bring in the new Black Widow as being like a like the Young Avengers, but uh, uh, there's clearly yeah, yeah. a group. She'll definitely forming. be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's man. It's interesting to me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But I don't know, man. There's so much, you know, that I was kind of thinking they were going to do with this movie. I thought they were going to introduce vampires. You know, I thought they were going to talk about Mephisto. I thought maybe Ghost Rider. They're would definitely pop not going to bring up uh, Morpheus or wait, no, oh, Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> yeah, they will, dude, if Morpheus showed up in this movie, I'd be like, this is perfect. Like if he walked out and he's like, he goes up to Wanda, he's like, red pill or blue pill. I would be like, oh my. God god like that would have been incredible like warner brothers has had this super quiet I think it's secret thing that i don't oh. even know the name of the movie the jared leto movie <laughs> yeah it's morbius no no i not uh morbius but like blade they're working on blade coming up right and i still like i really i was like oh maybe this is where they'll start to be like and vampires you know like like he goes to i thought they were gonna jump to more universes to be honest with you not that they didn't jump to enough but i just kept thinking oh they're gonna pop into a few more of these you know over right. time but they did not do that is that yeah, did they you think that played thing? with that more and showed us different universes they did the uh you know give us a brief hint of that which was fun yeah. uh i was very entertained by the movie and uh oh, yeah, like i too. said sam raimi is one of my favorite directors of all time and he has little calling cards in all of his movies one of them is that he has this crappy Oldsmobile that was his car that he put in the first Evil Dead. And he said, henceforth, his Oldsmobile will be in every movie he makes, including The Quick and the Dead, which is a Western. Uh, it's said to be in that movie somewhere, although I've never seen it. I've looked for it. But there's a scene in this film where the Oldsmobile uh, is floating in the air and it made me laugh out loud when I saw it and my wife uh, Heather kind of was like what is he laughing at and I just had to wait to explain it to her later sure and here's something that's funny that a lot of Sam Raimi fans know about the Oldsmobile and as the credits are rolling at the end we're waiting for the final scene at the end of the credits I hear a guy go I didn't see the Oldsmobile though did you and he goes no I don't think it's in there and I was like biting my tongue i wanted to go it's in there i saw it <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i did not know about that at all so yeah that's good that's an inside joke that is not too intrusive which i when think they go the to best. the planet where the with the three-eyed doctor strange yeah and they're showing how everything's falling apart there's a, sh a quick shot of the oldsmobile just floating in the air okay gotcha okay Okay, cool. I was like, did he throw it at that eye monster in the first fight or something that I <laughs> yeah, missed? Yeah, it's, like... it's there later on in the, in the movie, okay. but it's just so funny when you notice it. Yeah. So my question to you, Jason, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, but do you think that the, like the name of the movie, it still fits, I think. But do you feel like this is maybe more of like Wanda movie or an America movie over a Doctor Strange movie? Or do you feel like it's still a Doctor Strange movie uh, first and foremost? Uh, no, I definitely think it's Doctor Strange's film. And I kind of see it's kind of a balanced thing where he sees with, you know, Doctor Strange always plays with the rules. He bends the rules to how he sees fit to get what he needs. And that's what Baron Mordo hated about him. But he can kind of sees himself in Wanda also. He identifies with her and how, you know, with him and Christine and her 
with her sons that never even existed in her life and how he wants he sees how this um the these this power that they wield can uh corrupt them so i think it's kind of a lesson for him you know what i mean yeah sure i just you know it's funny to me cuz i when i came out of this i i felt like he was not really the true protagonist of this film whereas america was and so kind of in a way scarlet witch was in her own twisted way and i felt like he was more along for the ride versus him like in the first doctor strange it's very clearly a story about him transforming right. into this new person at the end of this i mean it's yeah more he like, totally does get sucked into this girl's plight you know yeah so that's why to me it almost feels like i don't know if it's more of a marketing thing or something that it might not have done as well if it was like you know scarlet witch versus america chavez featuring doctor strange like that's kind of a mouthful right like but that's that's the story that's going on here and doctor strange is kind of just it felt a little more like he was an infinity war like he's part of a bigger thing but it wasn't necessarily like his mess he just got involved in a mess that he was like yeah that's interesting but uh uh not i didn't especially feel that way now okay i felt like it was his film really okay well that's great we could disagree on something that's wonderful (laughs) that usually doesn't happen on this show well Um, i mean i also thought it was uh you know wanda's film too you know she got to play the heavy which was and she did a great job at she was she was scary can't be everybody's film jason you gotta pick one you gotta i love I love that a bad guy that you there's a bad guy that you can identify with. Yeah. And especially if you've seen WandaVision, you can identify with her longing for children that she had for a brief moment and she wants them back because yeah. she suffered so much loss. So you can identify with her. Sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's WandaVision is so interesting because like there's that like you, you see that perfect life for Wanda, but at the cost and torture of like all these other people and children. And you're like, oh, yeah, like- <laughs> Wanda literally is very self-involved. Yes, like, very much she so. doesn't really think about your feelings at all. Right. Yeah. It just it's interesting to me because I kept thinking I was like, man, this feels like two different stories or like the clearly the Wanda one is the one they really wanted to tell. And they weren't going to make like a full sequel movie about just her. Whereas with Doctor Strange, again, I feel like there was maybe another story that they're like, this is going to fit really well with these two characters. So that's why, again, I feel like it's her story and a little bit of America's, even though like she's like kind of the main thing of this film. But she we don't really know a lot about her yet. So it's not her movie. So I get why it's not going to be her like her name's not going to be on there. But. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted like a pure, I just want a pure Doctor Strange sequel. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause it, yeah, I it understand. Was, yeah, I want, I want to show him off more, you know, because uh, I felt like all the cool moments were saved for Scarlet Witch ripping apart the Illuminati and stuff. Which Sometimes, so like, it's kind of like the X Men films. Uh, what always drove me nuts about the X Men films is that every storyline, every plot of every film was larger than life, e- end of the yeah, world. Yeah. And I was like, can we get a smaller story, guys? Can we have them hanging out at the uh, mansion, the Xavier School for Gifted Mutants? And can we just stop having the entire planet in peril kind of a thing? Yep. That's how just have a have a have a Doctor Strange story that, uh, you know, more subdued. Maybe we'll get that in the next one. I don't know. That'd be cool. Uh, do you know who Charlie Theron's character is? I That's do what now. I, I didn't at first because I had no idea who she I, was when I saw. Him. I felt that way though because I'm clearly not like as I've said before. I've not read these comics, so I don't. I don't know a lot about this stuff. 
And when they first showed off Thanos at the end of Avengers, I was like, I don't know who that guy is. Like, because it was many years ago. I was like, I don't know who this. Like, they showed like a profile of him, like some purple guy. Like, I'm like, I don't know where he is. Now everybody knows him. But I know who she is now. And I didn't know who she was at first, but she is Cleo. She's another sorcerer. She is a eventual like love interest for Doctor Strange, clearly setting stuff up um, for a sequel with her. And maybe that'll be more of kind of what. I was expecting this film to be again, not that this is, bad. I'm hoping uh, for a fun kind of uh repartee between them with some yeah. kind of swashbuckling romance oh, kind of a thing. Dude, that would be great. I would love that. Uh, but you know, I was gonna say earlier about you're talking about like a smaller scale film. That's kind of like Spider-Man homecoming. It was like, it's just some guy who's just trying to steal a bunch of technology. It wasn't like the end of the world. And for Marvel movies, that doesn't happen a lot. So right. I hear, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted. I was thinking that this is going to be like the Baron Mordo is killing a bunch of sorcerers thing or taking their power away and Strange is going to have to stop him. But maybe that's just not enough for yeah, that, a full that, movie. I don't know. He would totally outsmart Baron Mordo. I did like that line when he, uh, when Baron Mordo goes, no wonder, he's like, I can understand why the other version of me doesn't like you or yeah. something like that. Right. Yeah, it's that, pretty funny. That is good. But yeah, so Charlie's there and coming uh, down. And that's interesting because like th- this was clearly like to say the stuff with Christine, at least right now, is done. It's like it's yeah. over, over, over. So I was like, OK, like uh, that's kind of how I felt like in Thor Ragnarok with <laughs> Natalie Portman. They're kind of like, yeah, they're like those two are done. Like Jane Foster's out, but she might right. not be out. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I like we'll Rachel McAdams. We'll never see Darcy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but she showed up in WandaVision. She so she's, has a huge part in WandaVision. Uh, but I, yeah. I wanted to say of this, I hope that Sam Raimi comes back to do another, if, it, if not the next Doctor Strange, I hope he does another Marvel film. Yeah, I would love to see him tackle something. I think he excels with this sort of thing and had, I would be curious to know like with the writing of this, if um, if Raimi would have gotten to it earlier because there was an original version that Scott Derrickson, who directed the first one, was a part of and ended up walking away from this film and Sam Raimi came in. I'd be so curious to see him do something from the very start and see what that turned out to be because there's like a few oh, yeah, moments like develop, in this. Develop yeah. from the beginning kind yeah, of Yeah, because there's a few moments here where I was like, clearly like it seems like this is where the love and really the fun started to pop out. And I was like, man, like I I know he's not just going to make another evil dead, but you know, there's something where I'm like, man, I wonder if he got the chance to make a ghost rider movie from the beginning, what that movie would look like. Fantastic. And I got to say, Danny Elfman did a great job with the score. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was good. I, (laughs) at the end I was like, man, they got the whole Spider-Man team back together for this. And I was like, it's so funny because you go back to Spider-Man two and they use, they name drop Dr. Strange. And I was like, oh man, this is just full circle, baby. I was like, (laughs) I was like, I'm surprised Tobey Maguire didn't come in, Um, which by the way, I thought they were going to do for a second. And then I remembered, I was like, oh no, it's still Sony. I was like, cause I thought for a second, I was like, there had to be that moment where they're like, all right, we had Tobey Maguire in no way home. And we've got Sam Raimi on Dr. Strange here. Is there a portal they go through where Tobey Maguire is there? Like, you know, I was like, you know, or something. I was like, oh, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Uh, but they didn't. And yeah, which to be honest, I thought the setup for this was going to be like, uh, like maybe Illuminati or something was going to be punishing both Scarlet Witch and maybe not Strange for doing the stuff he did in No Way Home. So that's why I was like, oh, 
maybe that's what yeah, this yeah, movie is yeah. going to be about. But it was not. There was so it, much speculation for the first trailer. Like people were like, "Oh, the Marvel zombies coming into yeah, this right? with that shot," and it's like, "No, it's not." Yeah, Stop it. yeah, yeah. But um, I got a YouTube post about this. Got a post with the red arrows on. It. Dude, yeah, <laughs> exactly. When I first saw that Doctor Strange uh, with like the cloak and everything, I thought that was like the evil music Doctor Strange at first, and then you were asking about if he was like the what if one, the what if one has like absorbed a bunch of monsters that like come out right. of him as attacks. And I was thinking that would have been cool in this movie, but and also he, doesn't that, that one have, have three eyes too? the, the third I eye. I think it does. Yeah. Cause he's, he's gone like full kind of crazy evil, but also he's using it for like the greater good or whatnot. I was like, Oh, that would have been cool to see in this movie. But can I just say how fantastic is Benedict Cumberbatch? I mean, oh, everybody knows that, but he's fantastic. No, I I completely agree. And as someone who's been trying to uh, study actors more and more, and I was talking about this last week with Oscar Isaac, another fantastic uh, performance. And it's one of those things where if it was just Doctor Strange fighting a bunch of nameless, faceless people and having to talk once in a while, it'd still be great because Cumberbatch is just fun to watch. Like, you just look right. at him and you're like, yeah, he's good. And I feel like some of these really good actors, like some of the reasons they're um, hopefully still excited to do these roles is that they get to play multiple versions of themselves and act against themselves. And I was like, that must mm-hmm. be such an interesting challenge to do that. Be like, all right, you're playing like four or five strangers in this movie. Like, <laughs> and they're all going to be kind of different. It's like, okay, like, sounds good. It's like, oh, wow. Good job, man. And to think that he's not even American, but he still has that cool voice. Ah, dang it. <laughs> Come on, Cumberbatch. Um, by the me. way, I love Wong also. He's Wong's great. great. Like, he's that's the thing with Wong. Like, he's so good as a supporting character that when he pops up, you're like, oh, this will be fun. Uh, he's he's always a good time. Yeah, man. I, I hope I can work with them someday, man. It would just be so cool to, to see them doing their thing, especially Cumberbatch, because that guy is just like, ah, I don't know. He's really good. He's really good. And also, I wonder with that scene with like the Illuminati, I wonder if all of them were in the same room. I like to think they were, but sometimes with these things, they're not all in the same room. You know right. what I mean? I think I read something about that where Elizabeth Olsen said she'd never actually met John Krasinski or something. <laughs> Before she murdered him. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. Yeah, they're like keeping it so under wraps. Uh, they're like, no, nobody can know. Nobody can know. But yeah. But again, I don't want people to think I'm down on this movie. I really did enjoy it. I thought it was cool. I'd like to see it again, especially without the captions. And now that I kind of know all the characters and, and know most of the dialogue and stuff, but I thought it was a very visually impressive film, as most of these Marvel films are. The Doctor Strange ones for me have typically been the most visually appealing. I don't know if you feel that way too, Jason. Yeah, yeah, they look great. Yeah, so this is one that I would suggest the if you can't see Marvel in the theater. The films looked kind of all the same well yeah and they also were not dealing with magic so i get where they wanted to have yeah. that ubiquity where it's like yeah well, this is the world like the first the first avengers film looked pretty flat visually color wise and stuff mm-hmm. it's like they didn't it didn't look too spectacular you know cinema the cinematography and stuff it, mm-hmm. it's gotten better you know it's okay. You can say it. You didn't like how Captain America's suit looked in that first movie. Oh god! Everybody's terrible. been talking about it. Even even like I think the cast. I said crew, it looked no. terrible the day I saw that film. Uh, yeah, it didn't take me years to realize that. I knew right away it looked terrible. <laughs> I was blinded. I was just happy to see them all together. Uh, even though yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll never forget sitting with my mom in the theaters, and I'd seen it before, but like watching her watch the movie and her laughing. <laughs> When Widow clock or cocks her pistol and she leans over to me. This is my mom. She's like, 
what is she going to do with that? Like, <laughs> no, it's like my mom, who doesn't have any stake in this, doesn't know these characters, was like making, like throwing shade. And I was like, oh, that's, I was like, uh, I love seeing movies with family because they all have different takes because they don't like, yeah. they don't have a history with this. They're just like, I don't know who this person is. I don't know if they'll survive. And over here, I'm thinking like each one of these people is going to live to fight another day. Like, <laughs> there's no way any of them are going to die. But here, we don't know anymore. We're, you know, past the end game. We're never sure what's going to happen with these characters and uh, if they go away or if they pop them out of a new universe or whatever else. I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was it was good. Worth seeing in theaters. Great performances and has me, uh, you know, always interested to see what they're going to do next. But I just man, we were waiting so long for the sequel, man. I just like I need like another I want like they're not going to do Doctor Strange TV show probably. But like I didn't get enough strange, man. I want I want more Doctor Strange. When I saw the uh, trailer for Thor Love and Love and Thunder before this, I thought of you. You thought of me? Why did you think of me? Yes, because there's a part where it shows Thor exercising with the two chains. And I pictured Jimmy going, oh, not more of this comedy stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a like, I don't know. There's just such a fine line, I think, with the comedy. And I I don't know. I've gotten Ragnarok is such an interesting film to me because I've talked to a lot of people like and that's where I think, Jason, you're kind of pulling from is that like, I think you either really love Ragnarok and what it's done for the character or you're kind of like, not that you're, the other group is like, man, I love Thor and Thor the Dark World, but they like Thor a little more serious. I just right. like, I like a middle ground with all this stuff because if everything is a joke, like every last thing is a joke, right. the movie loses sincerity and then I stop worrying about the stakes because any moment, you know, somebody might do something stupid. And it's it's just a, like a gag. Like the main villain has a great speech and then falls over because they trip on something like that kind of thing. Or I'm right, like, right, right, right. Like just not. You don't want to be pulled moment. out of the film. Exactly, and that's usually what those ones had had done for me. Not to say that there weren't really funny moments in Ragnarok, but I am curious to see. And I like to see Thor. You know, what? actually, that moment that you're talking about where he's getting back in shape, like kind of CrossFit with the chains. I was like, hey, you know what, Thor's Thor's working on himself. And you know what? I respect right. it. I thought you were going to say, I was thinking of you and your, your workout routine. I was like, dude, I don't know what workout routine you think I have, but it is <laughs> not that. Uh... Well, I just remembered the way you talked about Ragnarok. Like, you wish it was a little bit more serious. And when I, I, saw, I saw that. I just want it, as I told people recently, I just wanted it to be specifically about Ragnarok and not be in the background for Ragnarok. Like, I yeah, want, yeah, like, yeah. a true, like, I wanted the high um, fantasy epic that I thought Ragnarok was going to be. But By the was, way, yeah, can things, movies, TV shows, games, whatever, stop using the name Ragnarok? They can't help now. it. That's why, <laughs> exactly, they're like, we got to do God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, which, as I theorized, Jason, and it's starting to come true, I was thinking, like, okay, so after the Greek-Roman mythos that we've had a lot of with the pantheon of gods, they moved to Norse. Norse stuff's super hot at the time of this recording. Eventually, I was like, it's either going to go Egyptian or Aztec. And I think it's starting <laughs> to swing Egyptian with like Moon Knight and stuff. I feel like we're going to start to see a lot of like Egyptian gods and things. And then eventually it'll move like Aztec and like they'll go all around the world. But yeah, Ragnarok right now is like it's a hot, hot item, which I'm excited about for God of War because, man, that might be killer. Like I, it will be killer. Like <laughs> he will be killing yeah. the gods, like the Norse gods. And it's going to be, a by fun the time. way, I've seen zero of moon Knight. Should I watch it? Oh, okay. Well, you got to listen to the podcast. No, uh, I would say <laughs> I had somebody ask me the other day. They're like, Oh, is moon Knight 
essential viewing for Multiverse of Madness. And I was like, oh, that's a good point because Marvel in the past has kind of been releasing like the shows and the movies to kind of dovetail a little bit. Right. So, but thankfully, no, Moon Knight is kind of its own separate thing. I like it because I like Oscar Isaac and I think it's an interesting character. And there are some people out there who really like Moon Knight from the past. And so I can't, again, because I don't, I have not read the comics. I don't know how faithful it is, but I think it's an interesting show. I'd give it an episode or two to see if you're interested in it. But yeah, right. I, I give it a shot. And it's got a pretty good budget. It's got the feeling less of a TV show and more of like it's a movie we split up into six parts versus oh, nice. the serialization of something like WandaVision, which was very purposefully supposed to be like, this is a television show. Like, you know. Yeah, I really liked the Hawkeye series. I thought that was fun. It feels more like that. As far as like the the vibe and the, not that the production values on these other shows are different, but like Loki felt, I don't know, Loki kind of felt like in the middle, maybe. But I yeah. I, I enjoyed Loki a lot. It, some of these feel like the final episode; they kind of lose their way a little bit, you sure. know. Yeah, which I thought they were going to play into with like the Kang stuff in here, but they and they kind of alluded to it with the musical Doctor Strange. I think that's who he said he lost to, or had to defeat or something. I was like, oh, maybe that's like a Kang reference. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or Galactus. Or Thanos. I don't know. But anyway. But yeah, no, I would check it out. I would give it a shot if you have Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I don't know why. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, it's hard I've to I've been too up. busy watching Halo. <laughs> Dude, yes. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. But are there any other things you want to say about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness? I just want to say thank you, Kevin Feige, for giving Sam Raimi a chance mm-hmm. because I think he knocked it out of the park. The visuals, the camera movements and all that were fantastic. I need to see the film again to appreciate it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoy these characters. Like I said, I'm a, I am like Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, I think uh, Scarlet Witch is a lot of fun playing the villain. And uh, I I honestly want to see this again really bad. Cool. I echo most of those sentiments pretty much. Yeah. I like I said before, I would see it in theaters if you get the chance to. And by the time Yeah, and I'm glad I saw it in the theater. Yeah. By the time this is coming out for anybody who's listening to this, there like would probably be people who have either A already seen it or B are still on the fence about seeing it. Right. So I would say like if you are a fan of the MCU stuff, especially Doctor Strange, you will get that, but do not go in thinking that this is going to be like Doctor Strange's full movie because the attention is split. Whereas in the first Doctor Strange, it's all about the doc. Like, this is not that. It is It is not that way. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a fascinating film, and I'm so curious to hear more about it in the, the weeks and months to come because there might be different versions of this thing, and I could see this having a lot of deleted scenes or um, concepts that were shifted around, and maybe we won't get all that information, but I'm still curious because it's like you could really take this one in any direction you want it to go. And uh, hopefully that's something they consider in the future, you know, because that's a, again, like I said before, it's a tricky thing to have uh, infinite universes to play around with, right? Like you have a lot of fun visuals potentially, but it can, um, it can change the stakes of the game, you know, if you have a bunch of these characters. So I don't know. I get the feeling they're going into deep space with the next Doctor Strange. Deep space? Wait, (laughs) why, why deep space? Well, 
they rip open the universe oh. and jump in and it looks like outer space. <laughs> that is actually the dark dimension where Dormammu oh. resides, if you remember from the first film. And I only oh, knew that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which That was the guy that he was like, make this stop. Yes. Uh, and Dormammu typically usually looks a little more like Ghost Rider from people who know of that character. He's like a very tall, like big, like black cloak, a flaming head on top of yeah. him. And maybe that's when I was a little kid do reading Doctor Strange books. Books, I was like, Dor, Dor, Mama, Dor, Mama, Mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, there's a, a thing that um, Christine uses in like the evil Doctor Strange's house. It's like that vase that she puts like a candle in front of and it like blows those spirits up. Like it shoots like a fireball yeah. or something. That is a callback to the first movie because Strange grabs that while he's fighting Caecilius and he like holds it in front of him and Caecilius is like, you don't know how to use that, do you? And Strange is like, nope. Oh, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. that's so great. I was like, because again, that's that's the type of subtle, like on the nose humor. Well, maybe not on the nose, but like subtle in jokes that I love because you don't have to have seen the first one. But if you have, it's like, hey, we know you watched the first one. You'll appreciate yeah. this. I was like, thank you. Like, love it. That's cool. Now that you told me that now, next time I watch it with Heather, I go, you know what that is, right? Dude, exactly. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, that's a nice little callback. I was like, oh, I wanted it whenever you're watching Lord of the Rings and uh, uh, Aragorn kicks that rock. Do you ever go, hey, um, you know, yep. do, you, do you do that every time, even if I'm by myself <laughs> in my head? I'm like, yeah, you broke his foot or broke his toes right there. I'm like <laughs> he used it. Ain't no bit of trivia now that we've seen this scene. <laughs> I feel like that's something that like I would just like I would throw out. To, yeah, you're right. Or like other like acting friends be like, actually, did you know that Viggo Mortensen? So whenever you see the Oldsmobile, if you're watching it, you know that car right there. That's Sam Raimi's car. <laughs> I feel like at that point though, if you had a few of those anecdotes, then you could start making up anything. You'd be like. Ah, did you notice that little uh, paperweight over on the table there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That actually plays a big part in a lot of his films. Like, <laughs> like what? That's actually uh, very important to uh, later stories. But you know, exactly. I won't bore you with yeah. details. I don't bore. I don't want to bore you with all the knowledge I have. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, so you also read the comics?" I'd be like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't." Uh, <laughs> I'd be that guy. I would love to. And I know there are like apps and stuff you could get now for that. I just haven't taken the time. I just maybe I'll do that someday for like Ghost Rider. Which just watch I... somebody's YouTube video. It'll tell exactly. you all about it. Right? Yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> like, yeah, just watch this. Uh, that's the thing I'm most frustrated about, Jason. And you know, maybe it's a good thing because I'm I'm quietly campaigning to be Johnny Blaze uh, Ghost Rider. In the I'm not joking. Uh, but like they nice. didn't introduce him here, and I wanted I just want to see Johnny. I want to see it's Johnny. It's going to happen. That was my sequel. Jason, didn't we talk about this a long time ago? I said that that would have been the sequel, is that like Mephisto's become a problem. Yeah. Baron Motor's out there, and it's Strange and Ghost Rider. Ghost, Ghost Rider's the straight man, and Doctor Strange is your screwball. And so he keeps throwing these jokes at Ghost Rider that completely fall flat. Like, because Ghost Rider doesn't care. Like, you know, like these right. jokes, he's like, that's stupid. Like, you know. You uh, know what? When they brought Ghost Rider, I know it wasn't Johnny Blaze, but when they brought Ghost Rider into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., were you excited when that was announced? Yeah. So I looked into it and I was interested. And in the show, and I probably said this on the show before, but if you've missed it, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Robbie Reyes, who's like a secondary Ghost Rider, he has like a like a charger or a different like vehicle is like yeah. his ghost rider vehicle. But 
similar power set and it helps fight a bunch of ghosts or something on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, it's a weird show, but it's good. They show his origin story where he's flipped over in that vehicle, Robbie Reyes, and he's about to die. And, like, the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider shows up and gives him, like, the power of the spirit of vengeance. So, Ghost right. Rider, if the MCU does take Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into account, which it sometimes kind of does, I don't know, he might already exist and be older because Robbie Reyes is or kind of, like, he's my age probably already. So there might be a Johnny Blaze that is out there. So that's what got me really excited. Because it's like, oh, like original recipe, Johnny Blaze, like on a motorcycle. Right. Like that's what I want. And I still think it's going to happen at some point. Like, come on. If Blade's going to show up, like Midnight Suns has got to be coming soon, right? Like this is just. Now, if they did a cameo, like a multiverse, like Nicolas Cage shows up, where you'd be like, no, guys. No, I no, no. I thought they were going to do that here, Jason. I thought like he was going to pop up for one second as just like a joke. Like not that Nicolas Cage is a joke, but I thought that they were going to have him like show up and be like, I'm the spirit of vengeance. And I was going to be like, I don't know. I would have felt conflicted. I would have been like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Are we really doing that? I so, sense the conflict within you. <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been like, I don't know how to feel. It would have been the same way I felt when I saw Deathstroke and Lex Luthor on that yacht at the end of Justice League. I was like, yeah, like, ah, like, I don't know how to feel about this. It's cool that he's here, but he's doing nothing. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I'm like, OK, well, you call me when he's doing stuff. But. As uh, Zachary uh, or Zach, Zach, uh, <laughs> why am I blanking out on? <laughs> I like that you're using his full name like a school teacher or something. I, like, what was like Zachary yeah. Levi? No, it's not Zachary Levi. It's oh. the director. You talking uh, about Snyder? Zach Snyder. Yeah. He's like, let me throw Jimmy a bone here. I'm going to have him walk on a yacht. I... Uh, he'll leave me alone for a while. It's like the best looking Deathstroke of all time, live action. And the one in, in uh, Titans is pretty good, too. And they do a whole story. He's wonderful. But, like, he looked so... And Ben Affleck teasing, like, the visual. Oh, my God. Yeah, stop. Anyway, I just want Ghost Rider and Deathstroke in Marvel and DC, respectively. I don't think I'm right. asking for too much. All right, guys? No, you're not. I'm just... not asking too much. Yeah. Even I'll be in the, this. What if they throw in an alternate kind of weird, the Batman version of Deathstroke in the next Rob... Robert Pattinson version. I'll take it. Some... I'll take. I don't take care. <laughs> I don't care if if Deathstroke has. He's like an online influencer with a very small following, and he's just he's wailing about <laughs> the Batman. I would take it. He's got moment. a TikTok or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's up, Gotham? Like, you know, it's your buddy DS but, here. And I could see people are rolling their eyes, but the camera pans over to Jimmy. And he's like, "I'll take it." Yeah. Just, just nodding just uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you if this is all i'm getting i'll just take it yeah katana is like a word written on a gun that he uses like deathstroke does use guns but they're like we decided to take away the swords and just give him only guns i'd be like i guess this is what i get it's like that it's romeo like, and julia uh... with leonardo dicaprio the guns were swords or swords were guns i don't know um anyway yeah i just i want i just want ghost rider and i just thought this, if any chance i was gonna get him it was going to be here. But then again, I thought that they were going to be going through like eight different universes with this film. And yeah. They stuck to mostly two or three, except for that whole montage where they kind of jumped through a bunch, which I thought was like, it's kind of for fun, but also maybe trying to hint at stuff. And maybe Mephisto was teased with like the flaming skeleton, that one world that they kind of went through. And like, there was some like, I don't, it was like fire and everything. Um, yeah, what was that about? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure that again, there's YouTube videos out there that describe it. In, I was in, like, like, "Whoa, Elden Ring universe!" Yeah, dude. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's just like, oh my gosh. They're yeah. in the world between worlds. That would be great. <laughs> what if? 
what if from software somehow struck a deal way long ago to like get some product placement it's just like it's strange in the beginning of the like the day like he's waking up from his nightmare and he's like oh my gosh wow that was horrible and he's like all time for some Elden Ring. And he like goes and sits on the couch and starts playing. Like he's not even holding the controller. He's just like, he's like, man, even though I can do this with magic, it's still so hard, but yet accessible. You get past this boss. It's like, oh my gosh, I can team up with my friends. Hey, Wong, what are you up to? You want to play a little Elden Ring? Like you get out of Limgrave yet, bro? Uh, <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there you go. I just, I want Ghost Rider. That's what it comes down to. Every film from now on will be getting a, did it have Ghost Rider or did it not have Ghost Rider rating from me? And this one nice. does not have Ghost Rider. Will Ghost Rider be in Thor Love and Thunder? If he was, man, I'd be stoked. But also, like, I just don't want them to make him a joke. Like, right. can, there can be funny moments. But if he's, if he's like a wackadoo character, if he's as funny as Korg, then we have a problem. Like, like it's like, I know. Let's get Johnny Knoxville to play Johnny Blaze. Be like, oh, Jimmy's just seething. <laughs> but I'd have to say that that the movie did get the rating of does have Ghost Rider in it. So <laughs> it'd be like a bunch of like hitting him in the crotch and Ghost Rider be like, oh, that used to hurt me when I was a human, but now that I'm Ghost Rider, it's not a problem. Like, are you like, oh, I'll take it? <laughs> I at that point, I don't know it. I'd be curious to see what Johnny does with it. Side note, uh, he actually plays a pretty fun character in Walking Tall, I think it is, with Dwayne Johnson back in the day. Oh, he's yeah, like his yeah, sidekick. Yeah. That, he's pretty good in that. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Uh, which, I remember that film. Which Now, Johnny Knoxville has like white hair now, doesn't he? Like gray hair. Like I saw him in that latest, um, like a trailer for that latest movie he was in. I was like, oh, there's Johnny. I'm like, he looks like, I don't know if he died it or. He's getting up there. He's getting up there, man. He's been in the game for a long time. Dude, Johnny Knoxville is Johnny Blaze. I can see the marketing. It writes itself. Like, I just, I'm like, you know, Jimmy and Johnny, they're pretty close. I'd be able to respond to it. I just don't know if I have that. I Like, is Johnny Blaze Southern? Does he have a Southern twang? I don't know. I'm not sure. They kind of played it that way in the first Ghost Rider when he's young. And then Nicolas Cage kind of does it and then doesn't. Right. I'm not sure. I just want Ghost Rider. Anyway. Sorry, uh, which, by the way, Love and Thunder is coming up faster than I thought. I thought it was going to be November, yeah. but it's July, right? Yes, I believe it's a, it's a summer. Okay, well, maybe, Jason, if you're not sick of me, maybe I'll have to have you back on the show to talk All about right. Love and Thunder, baby. Yeah, um, which, again, I like, yeah. I like Ragnarok. I did a review on it a while ago. It's, it's on the channel. You can see it. I say that I like it. Uh, it's just that I just... Not enough Ghost Rider in any of these movies, all right? I, I won't be sated. But anyway, uh, that's enough about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. One thing I did want to bring up here, though, too, and I forgot to mention it at the beginning of the show today, but it was made on a budget of $165 million, which is, I don't know if, oh, what's, what's, the running, yeah, what's the running rate for um, the solo movies, as it were, these days. At the time of this recording has grossed um, worldwide box office of $677 million. So even accounting, these are Marvel films, so they always do well, but this is now post-pandemic. Um, in its first weekend, I think it made something like 80 or $81 million or something. Um, but nice. basically what I'm trying to say is that clearly a hit, still doing fine. Uh, I don't know if it's on track to make $1 billion. Maybe by the time this goes out, they'll be like, it crossed a billion, but... Uh, yeah, that's it's nice to see that these films are still. Wait, hold on a second. 
Have I been, I might've been lied to. That was, no, I lied. That's the first Doctor Strange. <gasps> I've been had, Jason. The first oh, Doctor no. Strange was made at $165 million. It made, so that one topped out at $677 million. Oh, Jason, I have been had. Hold on. <laughs> I have been had. Let's try this again. Let's try this again. Okay. Let's try this again. Here's what it says for Multiverse of Madness. This one, I don't have a budget on this one. Opening weekend, $187 million. Oh my gosh. Uh, worldwide, uh, worldwide right now, $719 million is doing fine. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that's uh that's oh boy, that is um that's doing is, pretty good. That's that's pre pandemic numbers, right? if I'm not mistaken. It's not like uh Spider Man, which that one did it was like it was like third or fourth highest grossing film in theaters or something. <laughs> like No Way Home was just like people were just seeing it again and again. They're like, I can't get it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh yeah, uh interesting. Interesting. Oh yeah, they have their own little um blurb about how they described it. I like my description better. That's just me. That's from Box Office Mojo, by the way, um, by IMDb Pro. Apparently, they're mixed together. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, Jason, we're going to go to the next segment of the show that I like to call, that you like to call, that we all like to call Time Killers. That's right. It is time for Time Killers. And you were talking about it before, but you were mentioning the Halo franchise, the television show based on the games, maybe not so much. I don't know. What do you think of it? Yes. It's an alternate universe version of Halo. Great. Where Master Chief gasps, takes his helmet off. Oh, no. I don't. That's sacrilege. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, there was an episode where he was naked. Like, and that how much do we see? World. You see his butt. Okay. Shocking. And uh, in the most recent episode, which I haven't watched yet, but I saw people on Twitter talking about like Master Chief doesn't have sex. <laughs> so apparently that happened, but I haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I actually they introduced Cortana and I actually like their repartee. It's it's kind of funny. And that's the actual voice of Cortana also playing the live action ish version of Cortana, correct? Yes, yes, That's it cool. is. It's the same Cortana voice, and if they don't get along at first, he keeps telling her to go away and get out of his head and stuff. And she's like, "I have nowhere else to go." <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, yes, there there are some action scenes here and there, but there's a lot of plot going on, so you have to wait for the battle scenes. But I think it's fun. I think it's silly how people have to choose between one or the other. Like, I'll just stick with a game, thank you. Sure. But yeah, you can have both, but that's not the way the world is, I guess. People have to get upset, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's hard for people, I think, to divorce themselves of a thing they they love. And especially with games, what I've started to understand is that gaming for a long time um, was such an intimate affair where your opinions were your own and you shared them with a small group of friends. And when the internet wasn't around, you didn't really, you know, share them all the time and have other people's opinions and affect your own and infect other people, all that stuff. But it's such a personal thing and it hits at different times, like all art does. So there are a bunch of people out there who, you know, it's like with the Witcher, like, you know, for people who've loved that for so long and then they make a show about it and there's like, okay, so you've got the people who love the game. You have people who love the show. You have the people who love the books and 
that doesn't that does not all overlap right like they, right, exactly <laughs> so it's like i yeah. think the witcher is a good example on netflix where there are people who know the witcher from the books there's people who know witcher from the video games and they're just like well and actually in the game he does this or something yeah. you know Mm-hmm. He carries two swords at all times, not just one. Or, you know, yeah. it's like, you're going to have to get over that. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then there's always the, I keep telling people this, the art serves you. If you don't like it or don't like the direction they're going in, then just, you don't have to consume it. You don't have to watch right. it. Like, you know, this is, maybe it's crazy coming from someone who's, you know, in the movie business, but like, you don't, you don't need to, if it doesn't, if you don't like it, that's the the point of it is to be typically entertaining. So if you're like, if this really frustrates right. you, then don't watch it. Don't watch it. But you there like are it some funny to... things. If you're a fan of the games, also there's some funny things that you laugh at. Like uh, in battle, you'll hear uh, Master Chief Shield going down, going boo boo boo, cool. and he ducks out of the way, and you hear as the shield goes back up. Nice, and that makes me laugh every time it happens. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff like you want to like kind of it's for the fans a little bit more because if you didn't, you'd be like, that's like a weird noise that. On the most recent episode, there were these evil henchmen after this girl, and she was on a battlefield where some covenant had died earlier, and she finds a sticky grenade on the ground, and she comes up behind a guy and goes on his back and runs away, and he goes, oh, get it off, get it off, and you (laughs) just see him go and blow up into this red mist. I was like, yes, I love that. Yeah, but you're liking it enough to continue with it, even though uh, are you would you consider yourself like a fan of the Halo series or just franchise of games? Um, Yeah, you know, I haven't played a lot. I played Halo Infinite and I played Halo 3 and that's it. Okay, but I've enjoyed myself. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah. Like I had to ask you, like, who is Master Chief anyway? I don't know a lot about him. And you were like, he's like a super soldier, like Captain America. And I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. all I need to know. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, they've got books and stuff on it, too. And In the again, show, they established that he, uh, Master Chief, when he was a little boy, his uh, parents were, uh, like, colonizing a, a barren planet with other people, hmm. as they do. And he was basically kidnapped as a child oh. for the program. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like... <laughs> If I remember correctly, and I could be way off on this, it kind of reminds me of like how the Jedi get their Padawans, maybe not fully kidnapping, but very like get them when they're young, teach them, and like right. that's all they know. And it's like that's all he is. It's like he'd be it seemed like at first the I don't tell me if the games were like this, but the uh, Spartans were created to keep people in line. Oh, really? Um, not and that then they happened. And then when this kind of. Uh, conflict happened with a covenant they had the spartans to to fight them but originally they were created to keep all the different colonies uh with humans who were what i forget what they're called the usnc or something like that i think so unsc unsc they were trying to keep all the human colony colonies like under control with the Spartans. That's sure. what their first intention was. But then they ended up using them for uh, the alien, in, you know, conflict. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Not that I know of. That does sound more kind of like Jedi-ish in a way, like peacekeepers. But I thought they were made in response to the Covenant but in the games. But I could be completely off. I did not read the books. Again, I am a fan of Halo. And I'd be interested in checking this out at some point. I was just going to wait for it to wrap up. I have heard a lot of differing opinions on this, but again, that's the trick with the yeah. internet, right? Like it's so hard. Like I just, sometimes I wish, and people are listening to this and these are opinions we're giving, but like, 
be so cool to just like see one of these things and not hear anybody else's thoughts for a while. Oh, I know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was trying to avoid like with Doctor Strange even. I don't want to hear anyone's opinion of it, good or bad. I just want to go in and experience it for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I got a text before the movie from a friend I hadn't talked to in a long time. He was like, just saw Doctor Strange. The Bruce Campbell cameo is pretty hilarious. And I'm like, uh, go away. Yeah, exactly. Why are you texting me? Yeah. I feel like, they, <laughs> like unfortunately, like the universe swarms you with people. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see it uh, actually tomorrow. And they'll be like, I don't want to say anything. But, and you're like, no, just please don't. Like, I don't. Or yeah. someone's like, well, it's not a perfect film, but. <laughs> It's just like, oh no, just stop. Please. Maybe the new measure should be like, it entertained me and was thought provoking for a period of time afterwards. And even if I didn't love it, like, I could still appreciate that it was a form of escapism for a while. Like, you know, maybe that should be the new thing, along with it didn't or did have Ghost Rider. Those are the new I just, versions. I just tell people, rate. I won't tell you anything about the film. I don't want to spoil it, but this film changed my life. <laughs> You should say oh, it. Wow. But like you should just keep tweaking how you deliver that. Like what's why I do like <laughs> but I just want to say this film changed my life. Like, you know, or like be like it changed my life. Like, you know <laughs> <laughs> breakdown. Whoa, yeah. what what happens in this movie? <laughs> or you're just like you're terrified, like it, it changed my life. <laughs> no. Like <laughs> Like, oh my gosh. And not for the better. Exactly. So is this part where Sam Raimi shows up and he starts talking to you directly? No, uh <laughs> you're like, whoa. Hey, do you guys like my movie? It's like, yeah. what? What's happening? He stops halfway through and he's standing there with like some check boxes on the screen. He's like, You check yes for yes and check yes for yes. You see, I, I raked it. No, uh after, after Spider-Man 3, you thought I was done, didn't you? Yeah, he's like, I'm coming back, baby. I'm coming back. We're doing it. Bruce Campbell is Mysterio. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which they've done Mysterio and Vulture now, so it would be tough to do, like, I've heard rumors still that, like, they were going to do an animated version of Spider-Man 4 with the same, like, like, Tobey Maguire coming back. I was like, oh, like, I don't know if they're actually going to do that, but I'd be that interested. sounds like something somebody made up to me. <laughs> I don't know, dude, now I don't, like, I feel like it all, there's all, like, a chance, because there's things out here yeah, now yeah, that watch it. I'm amazed, like, I didn't. Like I, you had told me ten years ago that Scarlet Witch was going to be a big deal and get her own TV show. I would have been like, Nah, man. Like, are you sure? Right. Like, I forget when exactly. Age of Ultron came out, but I would have been like, Are you sure? But now I'm like, You never know. You never know, man. You never the know. The Ultron anymore. robots, by the way, in this were pretty funny. I thought they okay. I was sad because they weren't James Spader. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, if you're like, how weird would it have been if one of the team members of the Illuminati was James Spader Ultron? Wouldn't that have been cool and strange, like really weird? Like I keep trying not to use the word strange, but he's like sitting in one of the chairs just being like, he's like, yeah, it you know. It would have only worked though if Wanda was there to see him. Like Doctor Strange doesn't know who Ultron is, but Does he if know somebody Peggy from Carter that movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. I think like, it could work. He doesn't know who Charles Xavier is. Yeah, that's right? true. I'm just saying, it would have been funny to have like a benevolent Ultron who's like, I'm just trying to create peace for everyone. <laughs> and you'd be like, really? Ultron? Who like... is pulling your strings, yeah. Doctor Strange? <laughs> He's like, just sitting what? there quietly humming the Pinocchio theme to his... Or yeah, it's like, like I don't yeah. get this Pinocchio <laughs> references. What are you talking about? <laughs> He'd be like, oh, don't lie too much, otherwise your nose will grow. He'd be like... Don't wanna... <laughs> it just keeps making... Just... <laughs> See, that kind of comedy... I'd be on board with just because I would like to see James Spader back. 
I just miss Ultron, man. I just, I don't know. Who made the Ultron robots? Did Reed? I'm sorry. I'm just still thinking about this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking too much. That's the thing with these movies. I think that's, they're not supposed to be dissected, you know, beyond a day or two, maybe after you've just seen it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be for fun. Like, you know, you can't, like... If you try to make it make sense within the confines of our world, it's not going to make sense because they're doing things that don't make sense because they've got spells and magic and stuff. So, like, if you compare it to this world, you'd be like, well, I wouldn't have done that. It's like, I don't know. I'm not in a situation where I'm fighting a gigantic eight-foot or eight-story tall eye monster. You know, like, I don't know what I'd do in that situation either. I'd probably be like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. New York is always under threat. But anyway. I did see there were some people who were pretty upset the way the film treated Wanda and made her into a a villain. Oh, well, just they, you know, headcanon it. Just go watch WandaVision and have it end and then be like, and that's the last time we ever saw Wanda. Like, you know, <laughs> you could just yeah. be like, yeah, that's that's what happened until I mean, she comes yes, back. It looks like Wanda perishes. She she collapses the place on top of her, but she could easily have survived that. Yeah, there's like a little bit of red energy. They did it the same way like they did to Ultron, where they kind of do it like off screen. So you could still, right. you know, have your cake and eat it too. That's why I keep waiting for Ultron to pop back up. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I think she's great. I, I still want to see her as a pure member of the Avengers, as opposed to kind of like being in it, but like the whole team is fractured. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with the films we never get the small little scenes that we want, you know, yeah. of just the everyday life kind of, there's no time. Yeah. You know, we need more of it. We need more of vision just walking in a room when he's not invited through a wall, being a real creep, like in civil war. Uh, <laughs> we need yeah. more of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm, I'm with you. That's the stuff that we, I know I enjoy the most, but yeah, we'll see. I think, um, I think Wanda's, I think Wanda's coming back. I wouldn't would not say that she's out. Plus, we She'll know too back. much about these things. Like she probably signed a contract for like ten movies a while ago. So like she'll be back to redeem herself, and then she'll be gone. Yeah, she can go off to the a real apple orchard. You know, right? Where she's got her apples and her sheep. You know, or whatever. Or maybe we'll see, uh, like I said, an alternate universe, uh, Wanda. I'm so surprised Vision hasn't come back yet, to be completely frank with you. I thought for sure yeah. I was like, he'll pop up here. Like there, there was the white vision, wasn't there? There was in WandaVision, that whole thing. I yeah, yeah. he just kind of flies off. That would have been there's another cathartic ending. Like he would have shown up in one of those universes and like found her and been like, Wanda, like it's it's okay to let go. Like you can like we we really we've we've done this before. Like it's okay to let me go again. Like like let all this stuff go. Like <laughs> this isn't the Wanda I remember. Yeah, and then he turns like, his back. Oh, I let you down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> turns away from her very dramatically with like the cape flip and stuff like that. Picks up Mjolnir <laughs> and just walks out. And you're like, oh. Oh, by the way, I keep reading. I'm sure you've seen it too. That the Daredevil series is coming to Disney Plus. Oh, really? Like the like the Netflix series? I don't know, but people are speculating that. 
Okay. They're saying we want the same guy to play Daredevil. Don't you dare oh, recast. Them, sorry, you mean that they're making like a new Daredevil series? Yes. Okay, I thought you meant they were just like porting it over from like Netflix stuff. I was like, okay, like, uh, okay, no, I no. At this point, if they I do mean, that, they established both Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, who played yeah. know, Matt Murdock and the Kingpin in you know recent shows and movies he was in spider-man and then kingpin was in hawkeye so oh yeah that no there's no way they would make this without without charlie cox at least right that's not gonna happen there was not enough kingpin by the way and he didn't seem like in his regular self he seemed way more comic booky in hawkeye (laughs) and then they made it seem like he gets killed yeah i'm like like, no and that echo show one of the first things we'll see is like him surviving or her shooting off to the side and being like "Eh." we'll see his stomach absorb the bullet and then it just fall on the ground oh my gosh which i don't know if i like uh and they kind of do that in the spider-man video game where they show how kind of durable he is he's like the first boss you fight but yeah. I kind of liked the more subtle durability of him, whereas now they've yeah, got I never him, understood. Like, Does Kingpin have powers? Why is he so powerful? He's jacked, man. Like he—that's kind of his thing. He can absorb a lot of damage. I don't know if he's like an actual superhero. Yeah. He's like on that level. He's like Punisher in a way, where it's like they don't have full straight up superpowers, but like they're superhuman or like Batman, like not superpower, but has like superhuman abilities. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I just want more Kingpin. I just missed kind of grounded, serious Kingpin. And this one, it wasn't really that. He was kind of more of like, <laughs> the, the whole outfit was very comic accurate. But I was like, oh, man, he's so he's so different than the um, the very tormented one who's like slamming heads in car doors. <laughs> it's kind of, there's uh, like this, this uh, scariness underneath yes. the surface where he could erupt at any moment. That's, yeah, that's what I, maybe he just wasn't in Hawkeye enough to get that, but I love that about his character. And I, I just, I remember standing up and when uh, he showed back up in prison with the Punisher season and where I, I was house sitting at the time and I stood up and like my hands were in the air when I saw him. I'm like, oh, he's back, he's back. Like, I was <laughs> like, yes. I was like, oh, I just, Vincent D'Onofrio, man, is so, I see him, never watched so I never watched the third season of Daredevil, and I've never seen the two seasons of The Punisher. I don't remember. I think I've seen the third season of Daredevil. I saw the first season. Punisher had two seasons? Yeah. I never saw the second season. I'm sorry. Um, I, there was some of those shows I didn't I like. I didn't see Jessica Jones season two. I didn't see Luke Cage season two. I didn't see Iron yeah, Fist season two. Like either. I just after that point, if you would have told like, me I wouldn't watch those when they were first announced, I would have been you're, you're crazy. I'm going to watch every episode, but I don't know what happened. It's not their fault. I think there's just so much stuff. And then also, I was heavily inundated with the CW Arrowverse, and there were like a thousand shows going on simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. and you had to watch them all because when they did the crossover event like mid season, if you didn't, you wouldn't get the whole episode like they had it like over four different episodes so right it was a lot and i was like man i just need a break from the superhero stuff and <laughs> or just from like the tv shows because like it's just so much i'm like I, i'm like i'm having a hard enough time with the movies let alone the shows but yeah i they, they gotta bring charlie cox in for sure that's not even a question i think that's yeah he's a fan favorite and he plays it perfectly he's just i yeah, remember hearing great. uh they did an interview with him and he's talked about like after daredevil he was like it was hard for me to get roles because i would audition and i wouldn't look people in the eye because i was like i kept playing matt murdoch and because he's blind he's like i'd look down to the side and I w- i'd never make eye contact with people and he's like i just couldn't like shake that because i was doing it all the time uh, yeah and i was like oh that's so funny but i was like good he needs to be back because like this is he's perfect he's perfect for this role so hopefully he shows up in she hulk 
with the lawyer stuff, which, by the way, we have a trailer oh, for that. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for She-Hulk? I've watched it without sound because I couldn't <laughs> watch it with sound, and it was enough to for me to laugh and go, I can't wait to watch this. Why, why did you watch it without sound? Uh, because I was in a room with a bunch of people, and okay. I saw that it was out, and it's kind of like, oh, let me click on it and just see what it is. You know? I was like, is this some sort of ritual that you do? Like you, you were like, first time I watch trailer, it's without sound, and then like yes, the second first, time, sound I only. I absorb it just visually. Yeah. I'm you curious see? to see how that turns out, but I'm also uh, an an opponent of Smart Hulk. I want classic Hulk. I want scary right. Hulk. So I don't think that's. I don't know if I'm ever going to get him back, but that's okay. I just have to learn to let these things go. Sorry, man. I just remember Maybe the first you'll Avengers. Get crazy the thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> Can you believe this? Can you believe what Johnny did? And he just starts it's punching. Clobbering time. I. Uh, where's dr doom anyway uh but uh yeah do you remember the first avengers jason and hulk lost it on the helicarrier and it was really mm-hmm. scary i miss i miss those yeah. days or and remember he's chasing uh um widow? black widow yeah or age of ultron where he like demolishes that city and maybe that was the thing they didn't want to keep doing but like i just every time that happened i was so excited i was like there he is there's my boy doing his thing Ugh. Yeah. See, they gave it to you, and uh, that's it all enough. you get. It wasn't <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, characters have to evolve, I guess. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, She Hulk coming. I forget. Is August? Was that what it was? I think it's August because they are staggering all this stuff. So it's not like the same day Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder comes out. It's the same day She Hulk premieres. Like they don't want right. to do that. So that's. I think it's August, like mid-August or something like that. Are you the least bit excited for Obi-Wan? Oh my gosh, yeah. I only watched the first trailer, though, and I don't want to see anything else. Right. Uh, But I did see a great interview with him and Hayden Christensen and one of the other principal actors, like one of the Sith Inquisitors. And it was so quaint because they were standing outside in front of this big poster, and he was talking about the prequel trilogy and he's like i rewatched those i haven't seen them since they came out he's like i haven't rewatched them since i was in them but i did it just to kind of refresh myself on the character and he said you know at the time george was really pushing for technological advancements but they were very critically not liked and he was like i watched them again he's like i thought they were good and he looks over at hayden and he's like especially like episode three and hayden's like yeah it's just like action-packed and he was like it's so nice to live now with these films and meet all of you. And he was kind of referring to the people who were interviewing him. It was like a big group. And he's like all these people who grew up with the films that I didn't get to talk to originally when they came out, because knowing that you loved them and appreciated them and enjoyed them. And he's like, it's so nice because it's changed how I feel about star Wars and just that stuff. And I was like, how hard would that have been to like have for like the 15 years or whatever it's been since those came out and just be like, man, people hate this. And it was like a, a big part of my life. And now they're right. finally being like, no, dude, we loved you. Like we loved you so much. Like, you know, so it's like, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, and also Darth Vader, man. Like I, I just can't. I, ugh. yeah, that's what, I'm curious how much Darth Vader are we really getting in this show? Yeah, I don't think it can be too much. I think we're going to get, you know, flashbacks with Anakin and stuff. But I, I don't think you can... With Vader, with this, you can't overplay it. Because then it starts to be like, well, when they met up in A New Hope, the wording was vague enough where it could have been like, yeah, we met one last time for a fight. And that was it. 
you know, versus right. what happened on Mustafar. But you can't have it be like, the last because, time I know, saw you was a two-week journey for both of us. Yeah, like, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. They can't run into each other, can they? They can. So the way that Vader words it in A New Hope is basically, he says, like, you know, last time we saw each other. I felt the presence. I was the learner, you know, but now I am the master. Now so, I am the master. Exactly. So... And that's what I think most people, myself included, thought Mustafar was at episode three, where you're like, oh, that was clearly what he's referring to. Remember when we met on the Disney Plus show? (laughs) They go back in and tweak it just quietly to their (laughs) version of A New Hope. It's just like, like, did he just say Disney Plus? What? (laughs) And then it pauses and he looks right at the screen and he's like, if you're watching this on Disney Plus, congratulations. If you're not, consider subscribing. Uh... (laughs) It's like, oh, come on, Disney. What have you guys done to these? Yeah, no. uh, Yeah, people were giving George all that hatred for for tweaking over the years, but just quietly slipping things i remember the last time i saw you on tatooine when you were looking over uh some sort of child who i don't know exactly why you were but oh, wait maybe it could have been my son like they just <laughs> edit, <laughs> yeah. edit that quickly in there just like, it's like god are they gonna spell everything out for the viewer Come yeah on. uh but no i th- i think that like i said they worded it vaguely enough and i really would love to see i love to see vader and I think uh, an extended fight sequence with Vader against a lightsaber wielder uh, in a newer time or a more modern time would be great to see. Because that fight in Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, they're both pretty good. But there's still that sense that you're like, mm, like they didn't they weren't there yet with the technology to showcase somebody like Vader to the full extent right. of his power. And that's why I. I want the movie or I want the TV show of the Jedi Purge, which they I think is inevitable. But I, there's been a rumor for a Darth Vader TV show for a long time. And I think this will just, you know, ramp that up even more. People will be like, you got to do it. Like, can we get eight episodes of him doing what he did in Obi-Wan? You know, like, <laughs> like just ripping people apart. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Sorry. That's to answer your question. I am. And I love you and McGregor. I really do. And I think Hayden Christensen got a really bad rap for anakin but guess what luke was whiny in a new hope and i think that's what they were going for yeah i mean the guy was delivering the lines that he was supposed to that were in the script i mean yeah he he did his best and also you know what i can i i totally understand if my mom was captured and enslaved by the tuscan raiders and they she died in their camp yeah if i were anakin can't say that i would have been like i'll take the high road and leave quietly i would have been like in that moment I would, have been like, all of yeah, <laughs> I would have been like i think they all need to go like you know i'm surprised you didn't just force choke everybody but he's that, like i'm yeah. killing all of you and your younglings yeah dude he had he had to clean them purge it man you know what i mean he had to make sure it was the same that's the same mentality that he got infused in him for uh revenge of the sith so that way it wasn't as big a jump when he went to the jedi temple he's like he's like just pretend they're tuscan raiders you know <laughs> just pretend they killed my mom um because that would have that's the that's the through line i'm using but yeah man have i you, yeah I'm excited. have you seen that one picture i don't know if i shared it with you i saw it on twitter it's the scene from the phantom menace where kiati mundi and the jedi council is talking to young anakin and he goes your thoughts dwell on your mother. Mm-hmm. You know that scene? Oh, yeah. 
And, and Anakin replies, my thoughts dwell on your mother and they show. <laughs> and then Yoda and uh, Mace Window go, ooh. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. That's pretty funny. I was like, I don't remember it going that way. Because I remember well, I being that. like, my yes, sir. My thoughts dwell on your mother. Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty funny. Uh, doesn't he say like, he's like, yes, sir. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh. I miss her. Dude, I, I like to Jackass. think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think the vetting process for kids like and obviously they're younger usually than anakin even but like they're like all right get the ipad out start asking him questions they're like all right what is on the screen is it a speeder like or whatever <laughs> like that's how they judge yeah. if he's like they're like oh if the eyes oh, he's, he's force sensitive like there's a mirror behind them or something and the kid's like yeah no i can see like <laughs> We will not train this kid. He's got too much attitude. Yeah. <laughs> your thoughts still on your mother. Get out of my brain, you old creep. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. But I uh, love that. My thoughts dwell on your mother. Yeah, that's, see, that's uh, that would have been, that would be funny. That's um, that's a Ragnarok joke. Uh, he was like, yep. oh, yeah, got him. Got him. Uh, I we'll still get that in the neck in the new Star Wars with uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah, and it, you know what? That will be funny, and you know what? I'll be fine with it. I just, you know, you can definitely tell the Taika moments in the Mandalorian. You're like, oh, this is definitely a like these are these are Taika jokes. Like stormtroopers trying to shoot a thing and they just can't hit it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah, fair enough. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I and as I've said in the past too, I Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars film. Uh, so to to think there's a follow up to that like the bad batch kind of was in a way i i love it i want i just want more vader i think he's the most compelling and interesting and most iconic villain of all time and i'm just i just want to give you this one line jimmy give it to me this is where the fun begins dude if you go back he does not (laughs) deliver it that way he does not he smiles he says it with so much he's like this is where the fun begins like he's that it's not you make it sound like he has no emotion he's like this is where the fun begins. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. It's just blatantly not true. Um, what? But he does it? say, "You will not take her from me." He's he's frustrated. He's having a bad couple of days, man. Um, it's true. He's having yeah. He's having a rough go. I don't know. And I can release her. I like to think they did that right after they made him run through the the sword play, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna do some dialogue." And they're like, "It's like the, the sword. We just we we're practicing." They're like, "Just get out there and do it." Like, it's like, okay, okay. I'm tired. I'm not in a great mood. And they're like, "Just use it, man." It's like, okay. oh, there's there's another like thing I've seen on Twitter where it's when Obi Wan first shows uh, Luke the lightsaber. And uh, he talks about the, this was your father's. He was a good friend of mine. Very flammable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. There's another oh, thing. Very flammable. I would change. I tweak one little thing. And I think you could do it in post here now with Revenge of the Sith is just quickly and quietly have a moment. And it doesn't need to be you and, and Hayden Christensen. You can get like hand hand doubles or whatever. But you have it like where Anakin puts his lightsaber down somewhere on a table and gets another lightsaber, presumably from Sidious, and it's a red lightsaber. And Obi comes right. in somewhere and takes that lightsaber because like Obi still has to get it, right? Because he has to give it to Luke. But I was always thinking like, man, I wish he had a red saber for when 
he fought Obi. Like oh, me too. Yeah, just, yeah. I uh, it always bothers me that they're two blue, blue lightsabers yeah. in that scene. And you know, it plays well off the orange and red that is on Mustafar. Maybe that was one of the thoughts, and that like a blue lightsaber doesn't have to be used for good; it can still be like a scary weapon. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, to answer your question very briefly, yes, I am excited about Obi Wan, and I can't wait cool. to watch it. And that's coming up That'll at the fun. end, or it's coming up soon, actually, at the time of this recording. Yep, which... we'll get one episode a week, so uh, we'll have something to talk about every week. Exactly, that's the trick. I think that's um, that's a good strategy. Yeah, do you know how many episodes it is? Is it six? I'm not sure. I think so. I'm going to yep. assume it's six. Six, six glorious episodes, and I love you and McGregor. I really, I think he's a very, very talented actor. So, I, I can't wait for that. All right. Jason, we've gone over two hours here. I appreciate you hanging out for so long. Is there anything else you'd like to discuss on today's show? Um, All I will say is this, that uh, lowly tarnished. Uh, <laughs> I would love to talk to you about Elden Ring one day when we both finish the game. Yeah, that would be fun. be fun. Yeah, and I, I'd just like to team up with you some more. But you've been like killing it by yourself, man. You don't need, you don't need a partner. It would be fun to team up, though. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you Definitely. can watch me try my best to, even with my uh, teleportation dash, still get killed. You'll be like, wow, he's still dying uh, a lot. Or do like, you use the bloodhound step or the I quick do. step? The bloodhound yeah. step. Yeah. I enjoy the bloodhound step. I use that on certain bosses like the Crucible Knights because I hate them. I hate a lot of the enemies in <laughs> yeah. Elden Ring. Like, most all of them. Uh, but... Have you been to Ferrum Azula, the tornado kind of place? Yes, I think. With the crumbling to pieces area? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Only briefly. That area had me like, ah, you know, smashing my controller. Like, what's so funny about Elden Ring, I'll just say this briefly. You'll go to an area that's impossible. And then an hour later, that area that was impossible is now easy. And you're in another impossible area. Totally. That's just the way it works. That's just the way it works. Yeah, you feel good about it. But uh, at least unlike other Souls games, if you have a problem, you can be like, I'll come back here later. In some Souls games, you're like, I have to beat this thing. And I can't progress in the game unless I beat this thing. And I'm losing my mind. I've done that like uh, bosses or even like the regular guys. I don't know what you call them. If they're not a boss, but they're tough. Uh the beginning of the game, it's impossible to beat them. Then later on, you're hitting them three times and killing them, you know, and they yeah. don't even get a hit on you. I love and it. And you're just like, I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching those health bars, which for years for me, only tick down in fights like that just shatter or melts. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, watch them bleed. Like, there's some guys I one hit, and I'm just like, God, that feels good. Like, later, baby. Like, yeah. I can one hit those giant ants, and I love it. Oh, I'm nice. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I should have done a strength build. It's my fault. It's my fault. I suppose I could still kind of do it, but yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's a fun game. It's a good game. I just can't wait to beat it and move on to other things. I've missed playing other games because I just think in my brain right now, every time I think of video games, I'm like, oh, I should probably beat Elden Ring. Like, <laughs> as opposed to being like, there's a plethora of other games. I can play whatever I want. It's like, no. You yeah. This. And you know what's, uh, I, Elden Ring's a game that I love watching other people play too. Oh, sure. But you fight there just like, actually, you need to go left there. And then, uh, you know, you, you want to yep. tell people how to play it. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I uh, it's it's tricky. And I, I've been playing with Joe and he's looked up a ton of stuff. So it gets a little frustrating sometimes where I'm like, just can we be surprised by like one thing? Like, I just don't like it. <laughs> he's like, we should go over here because I bet something pretty cool happen. I'm like, just like, no, like I just <laughs> I don't... maybe certain winged creature might fall out of the sky, but I'm not going to tell you anything. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, oh, please don't do this. And that's just how he's enjoying the game. And, you know, it's totally he can do that. If he wants to so right yeah yeah i don't know i don't know. did you have you beaten the frost dragon the one that's on the lake borealis i tried to fight that thing i'm gonna say 25 times until i beat it and i was like yes i like had to jump up finally because he would do that freeze breath and it would kill me every time it drove yeah. me nuts I think I told you my strategy was there's a little island out there, so hit him with a rock breath and then like skirt around this island and he gets kind of trapped trying to get to you on that, like on the other side of that island. Like that was like a rock. It was nice. kind of like a rock pillar, and I just I kind of let him Do you know you down. wanna know how I how I did it? How? There's a perfume mixture that protects you for one hit. So I had like six of them. And so every time he'd hit me, I would do the another perfume and so i would have one i could get hit with one blast it wouldn't kill me so i kept doing that and then i eventually killed him i like don't use the crafting so good on you man i not that i'm against it i just forget that it's there that perfume thing's pretty cool uh it it will save you sometimes because you're like well he can hit me one time and he's not going to kill me so i'll get in close on him that's great that's very cool and nice. plus, it smells wonderful. You know, it is perfume. I guess so. That seems like such a weird. That's like the first time I've heard of perfume in a game like this. Yeah, like, it is weird. Like, like huh. it'll call certain enemies a perfumist. I'm like, yeah. excuse me, what? <laughs> just beat him to death. I just want for once to go to a place and not everything immediately tries to kill me. Like I get there's like NPCs once in a while, but like everywhere I go, they're just standing waiting, and then they see me and they're like, "We gotta kill that guy." There's no like. What I- what I think is so funny about Elden Ring, it's like, okay, so these soldiers are working with giant flowers that are yeah. also trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like they all work together. What does the break room look like at this place? Exactly. Again, you you can't think about it because it's just like that. That's where the the story or whatever, or like the the narrative elements are just they're not there. It's like it doesn't even if they are there, it's like tucked away and it'd be like, well, actually. The flowers are the dead souls of other soldiers that teamed up with the soldiers that are living now to fight yeah, against yeah. the perfumists. Who, who are the giant hands? Where do yeah, they yeah, come from? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny. I called Ollie in here, in there, and I was like, hey, I want you to see this enemy. And it was just like, nope, 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 and just run out of the room. It's creepy. Like, yeah. No. It's weird. Those it's things just, are so creepy. It's nightmare fuel. Maybe people are just trying to exercise their demons, and they just want to, they're like, ah, I just put them in a video game, and then I can kill them. And like that. You know, the game makers, <laughs> like, this helps me. I'm transferring my issues onto you, the exactly. player. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's like, oh, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. Um, now I can have nightmares, too. Yeah. Ugh. This is so much fun. Jason, I, I could talk to you all day, uh, but we're going to we're gonna let the fine folks go. I Again, I never know, like, how long to make shows or how often to release them. But right. let me know, if you're listening to this, guys, if you like longer shows like this and how frequently you would like them. So I'll try to do that. They're going to be like, no, we don't. And stop having Jason on. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. You're my friend and you take precedence. And I love that you want to come and talk about things for two and a half hours. Like that's, that's, I appreciate that, man. Just, it's just a way to be sociable. You know, you're like, come be on the podcast so I can talk to you for two hours and we have a reason to do it versus just sitting and doing it anyway. <laughs> so 
yeah, I appreciate you, man, being on the show. And you also have a show that you do from time to time called Entertainment Landfill, correct? That's right. Every once a year or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, very I used to exclusive. do it regularly, and uh, I don't as often now, but uh, maybe I will start doing it more. It's a good show, and I'm excited because when you get it back up and running, I keep saying this, that I would like to be considered to be in the top 10 guests that pool that you have so just uh when that happens that would be awesome i will i would love to be on but yeah guys go check him out just type in entertainment landfill uh, on google and you'll find him like you'll go to the shows and you do a lot to edit and add little things and it's very fun it's a it's a good show i did one episode where i do nothing but talk about dark man uh people go listen to that episode it's go one listen of my to the favorites. dark man episode that's very funny that's very good yeah, uh, and also we are both on Twitter. If you want to find me, I've changed up the Twitter handles uh, because of the name change and the rebranding. But I believe now it's at Jimmy Good YouTube or YT, I should say on Twitter. And then now my name on Twitter because they won't let me just have Jimmy Good is underscore Jimmy Good underscore. So you can find me there. Uh, Jason, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter as the Jstrom. The Jstrom, yes. Yes, or in our Discord, or sometimes in like the Twitch streams that I do. If you want to check that out, you'll probably maybe even see Jason there, because he's very yeah. very kind to hang out with me and you know, go in there and chat it up. But yes, also, yeah, we got a Twitch channel. We have a Patreon, which this show is brought to you by our lovely patrons. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and my endeavors, because guess what? I'm the guy making all this stuff, but I'm very lucky to have people like Jason who want to come be on the shows because I've done a few of these now, Jason, where it's just me for like 45 minutes talking straight and people still listen. And I'm like, thank you. Like, <laughs> I think it's more interesting to have another person, but I'll do it by myself if I must, you know, show must go on, Jason. The show must go on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. it must. Yes, it must. And if you're out there listening to this in the future, and like I said before, if you go see Doctor Strange or have more thoughts or feelings on it, please tweet us or hit us up in the Discord. I really, or leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not on Spotify and iTunes. I would really love to hear what you think about it. I'd love to kind of go back and forth or just kind of hear your thoughts. If you loved it, if you didn't, whatever else, or where you want to see it go in the future, because there's a lot of different ways that this could really uh, turn out going going down the pipeline oh man it could be great but as long as there's more benedict cumberbatch i think we're all winners yes because he is great and i don't know man he's just fantastic just cumberbatch tastic cumberbatch he he was smog you guys remember that he was smog smaug. dragon smog smog <laughs> <laughs> yeah it depends on who you ask uh i always thought it was like smog like s-m-o-g like fiery smog like like Right. You know, but it's like S-M-A-U-G. So some people say the AUG. Like, yeah, like, I had a friend that would correct me. Smaug. 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 I'd be like, Smaug. just be like, he's a fictional dragon. I'm going to call him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. It doesn't matter, man. I'm thinking about it your mom. Me. Your mother. No. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let him in. Let him into the the Jedi temple. Like, it's a sick burn there, Anakin. I hope that doesn't happen to you someday, young boy. Oh, you get it. <laughs> see? <laughs> see? That's a joke about when he's caught on fire. Anyway, uh, thank yeah. you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate you. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>